Hello, everybody. This is uh, FGOJR, uh, and this is the first ever edition of the Sports Goose podcast. And we've got uh, Damp Frijoles, as he Hello, likes everyone. to be called. Yeah, he likes to be called. Uh, I have no idea why that. Why do you have that name? Um, I was playing rock band. <laughs> Oh my Probably God. it's been this long, but I was playing the first edition of Rock Band way back when. Um, we decided, a couple of friends and I decided to make a band name um, using the random name generator. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's let's lower that. Wait a second. Okay. So that was an intro from our very first episode. What's up, everybody? I'm Francisco. I'm joined by. My good buddies, Andrew and Charles, and one of our original goofs, Doug, for Sports Goofs number 100. Cien, people. 100. We did it, boys. We made it. Yay! Yay! I feel like, uh, which one? Is it the Muppets where Gonzo just kind of goes crazy? No, Kermit goes crazy. Yeah. And he just has kind of like that spastic reaction of happiness. We did. Yes. We made it to 100 episodes. If you ever want to look at basically, hey, Freddie, you've made it to the 100th episode as well. Yeah, you're one of us. You're one of us. Yes. So, yeah, 100 episodes, guys. Wow. It has been, I mean, if you look at, and I've talked about this before, how people who start podcasts or shows like this, statistically don't make it past the seventh episode and somehow we've made it to 100 through as 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 many difficulties that we've had from the technical side to just life itself and then a pandemic hit and it's nothing has kept us down henceforth why i i I named this one goofs forever because nothing's been able to stop this train nothing nothing at all so i'm happy i'm happy that that we've made it this far we've we've kind of ticked all of the i guess rites of passage for any online show we've been we've been suspended you know we've had to ban people from the show we've had lots of porn solicitations we we've had all kinds of things happen yeah the virus yeah exactly the virus Every, everything that's that's been thrown at us, and yet we're still here. We are still here. Whoever um, actually continues to watch this show is insane, but we love you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. are, are you saying we're Stockholm Syndrome on them? Possible. We create, yeah, we created a Beauty and the Beast situation, and let me tell you folks, we were both the Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Mm. So in the background, I, I don't have a video game. I've gone completely old school. It is the original first episode that's playing in the background with the original graphics and logos. I've redone the graphics for the 100th to look like our well, semi-original. It's usually it's, it's, it's version 2.0, really, to be honest, but in the new style as well. Hey, hey. It's, it's, it's a nice callback, all right? Fox Sports. Oh, no, no, not Fox Sports. Bally Sports now. Valley Sports. Sometimes they they used to do that with like their their packages. We'll talk about them, Andrew. Don't worry, we will. We've got plenty of stuff 
for tonight because this is the last episode of the season. We'll probably take our, our normal three to four week break. Then we'll come back nice and rejuvenated as, as we always do. We have surpassed, just for the podcast version of the show, 7,000 plays. So somebody out there does listen to us because it, it happens 7,000 times. That doesn't normally happen. Okay? I mean, come on, man. We've, we've had Manscaped knock on the door at least once. Come on. That is true. That's so we're we're getting there. It's it's been trending upwards. We've had sponsorships already. This one, this particular episode is not sponsored, so we've gone completely old school. <laughs> but uh, maybe there will be uh, a video ad sponsorship. So we'll, we'll whenever that pops up, we'll, we'll we'll deal with that. But yeah, this is we've come a long way, gentlemen. I'm I'm very proud of of us of of keeping this going. And I'm glad we got Doug back just for this. It feels really special, right? It's kind of it, it really does. It's it's like what if the Fresh Prince had you know, the original Aunt Viv come back for one last episode? That never happened. That never happened. <laughs> you know, that never happened. Yeah. So so it's it's been great. Oh, but we have we're there's no limit to this episode guys we're gonna go for as long as we can go charles has already burritoed himself andrew's got his fruit snacks there i've already eaten for the day of intermittent fasting whatever so we're gonna keep going and see how long we can endure if somebody faints i think that's when we'll end it <laughs> all right this is gonna be uh the columbus blue jackets for the tampa Bay lightning five overtimes let's go let's do it and yeah yeah this this is going along we'll talk about anything and everything anything anybody wants to talk about we got to get it out because we won't be well we will be doing and me and charles are going to plan this out and i hope we can get some people to, to join including andrew and, and doug and maybe we get some some guests to to join in the 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 fast food draft that we'll be doing during the nfl draft because my doug my apathy for drafts knows no bounds i really do not care (laughs) the last two drafts that i've done i did the nba draft and the nfl draft last year i was gonna kill myself by the end of it (laughs) because i just i really did i did all four hours of the first rounds for both of those things and yeah i I go insane so i need a little something to to keep my sanity we did the serial draft which kept my sanity to the nfl draft and that's that's how me and charles came up with the the fast food draft and we'll, we'll have all of those details soon enough we'll invite people in. and it'll be a fun time right or it'll be a fun time let's see let's see uh let's see if the new york jets draft a new quarterback now come on now let's see that disaster i think we'll all enjoy that one all right guys i feel bad for our dear friend uh, Jonathan Gross. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Part of being a Jets fan is hating what the Jets do, though. So this is all deformed. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, maybe he... for for those who don't know, and that's probably everyone. Everyone listening. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Grossman was our professor for MBE. That's the national portion of the bar exam, and he is a diehard. New York Jets fan to the point where, and let me make this clear, this is totally hypothetical. He would never do this in real life. He has murdered Dan Marino on several occasions. Mm, indeed. Yeah. Well, maybe he can enjoy himself with some metallic dice games. You 
That's our sponsor for today, folks. Metallic Dice. Have some fun. Do some tabletop RBGs or something. That'll be fun. All right, boys. So, 100th anniversary celebration. Andrew had an idea for how we could start this. Where we can talk about our our original topics. I mean, they're laid out right there in front of the screen. So... And yeah. we had several. We had, I think, three each. But I figured that's going to take a while. And we want to honor our past while also going through to the present and the future. Oh, so I figured we just take the first three, which were kind of the the main topics, if you will, of mm. that first episode. Yeah, so, so we're going to do that. We'll get to the... Our past topics, we'll go to the, I guess, the present topics. And then, uh, to end the show, Charles has his massive WrestleMania preview. That'll be the future portion. So, it, it's kind of like a Christmas carol. But I, for I'm sports basically going to be man versus food on Ooh. my end. Just to give you guys a little foreshadowing. To the point where you indulge yourself and you know you're going to die of the cholesterol. But I do it for you guys. <laughs> oh I do it for five gracious. people in the seventh hour. It's coming. Y'all don't even know. Oh my god. Well, all right. So I guess, can I start, Andrew, with my first topic? Because mine was, I guess, the Florida Panthers, because I am, god, I guess I'm a hockey expert. I could put that on my resume now. Somebody actually interviewed me for my opinion. Someone interviewed me for my opinion on their own podcast, which is more successful than ours. So it means that we are doing something right? Question mark? So, yes, Yes. the Florida Panthers. My beloved Florida Panthers. The best team in hockey, Florida Panthers, everybody. Amen. It's been three years. And, yes, Andrew, I was wrong way back when. I was wrong. Those Panthers were were frauds. They were not the real deal. No, they're not frauds like any team from Philadelphia named the 76ers or the Phillies or the Flyers or the Eagles. They're not frauds like that. They just... They weren't ready. They were still gestating. So this version of the Florida Panthers, despite losing Barkov for a little bit, losing my my Swedish man crush, Patrick Hornquist, and, and despite losing Aaron Ekblad for the entire season, aside from a miracle recovery that he can come back for the Stanley Cup Finals, aside from that, the Panthers are on a... Six-game winning streak. They are the best team in the NHL. Well, the most points in the NHL at this moment. And they're rolling. And for many reasons why. And I talked about it with the Chase Thomas podcast. And I will say it again. Carter Verhage coming from Tampa Bay. This man is uber talented. I mean, he was buried underneath that talent in Tampa Bay. And now we can see why. (laughs) Yeah, man, I, I, I've told you this before, Francisco. That I I saw this coming. Mm. Yeah, I remember talking about this a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. He, he was... said, you, you, "I saw what he was able to do in his limited amount of time playing." Verhage. Uh I saw what he was able to do in limited play time during the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. and I was I was bummed when we released him because you know. He was going to do something special, and sure enough, he uh, about four hours to the south, he is he's killing it. 
Yeah, he's got the most goals on the team at the moment. And the second most amount of points. Yeah, he's the real deal. We we signed him for two seasons. I'd like to offer him an extension at this moment. Please, let, let's, uh, let's offer him an extension. Uh, protect him as well. The expansion draft is coming for Seattle. So I, I want to protect as many guys as possible. But yeah, yeah Keith Yandel. Yeah, he's still doing his thing. Yeah, Patrick Horquist. Mackenzie Wegar. He's third on the team in points. This man has, has definitely blossomed this season. Best defensive defenseman on our team, too. Just the team is more is I'll tell you this. The biggest difference is this team is actually well balanced with a Hall of Fame coach and Bill Zito as the general manager who worked his way up is a former attorney, everybody as well. He is a former attorney. So we we can all dream. I think that's all of our dream is to one day do something that can make us quit the law game. (laughs) Because that's that's my goal in the end for everything. It's like I can't wait to quit this. So I mean, look at uh, John Cooper, head coach of of the Lightning. He he was a prosecutor up in Michigan. Yep. And now he's coaching the Stanley Cup, the reigning Stanley Cup champion. Yep. That's the dream, man. That's yeah. the dream. That is, yeah, that is that is the dream for sure, man. Okay. But yeah, that's that's my Florida Panthers thing. Just quick, I could talk for them, talk about them for a long time. So, but I want to move on. So, Andrew, how's how's Shaquem Griffin doing? He's doing okay. Um, we talked know, about will, them earlier, going to a certain team that you dislike. Yeah i i used i i can I'm saying this on air. I used to be a Jaguars fan. But I have, I have disowned them after coaching hires they did during this off season, and people have called me crazy, considering that they are about to get a generational talent in Trevor Lawrence. But my morals are stronger and tougher than team success, so I, whatever. But. Um, so, well, he's not officially on, on any team for that matter right now. He was released by the Seahawks. Um, right now he's just a free agent and people are speculating that he'll end up going with his brother to Jacksonville. Um, but that was half a month ago and still nothing has officially happened. So we'll see. But still, I mean, it's it's a bummer. I mean, I, I don't want to say that I'm Shaquem is a free agent yet. Uh, right. Um, I'm looking at your at your messages now, Charles. He, yeah, just Shaquem went to Jacksonville. Um, people think that Shaquem, uh, sorry, Shaquille went to Jacksonville. People think that Shaquem is going to follow, but we don't know. Um, I mean, his stats are honestly kind of pedestrian. I'm looking at him right here. He has correct. He is special teams at best. However, they did, they did bring him in on occasion 
on on third uh, on third down situations to be kind of a, a pass rush because he is much quick he is very quick for his size so in one instance he was able to get through the line and actually had a uh, a uh, sack who with his blitzing brother which was really cool the two of them got to him um but yeah, majority of the time he just plays on special teams. Looking at his stats here, he has 25 total tackles, 17 were solo, eight were assists, and the one sack. Uh, whatever PDEF means, he has one of those. Pass deflection. Thank you. Uh, and one pass deflection. So kind of below average numbers. I mean, I, to the day I die, think that if he's put in the right situation that he'll ball out. But for now, at least that, that doesn't seem to be the case. So, but nonetheless, regardless of what happens, the fact that this kid who was, who was put down, turned down, every step of his life, you know, the fact that he was drafted in the fifth round of the NFL draft has played three seasons in the NFL. You know, he's beaten every single possible odd thrown in his way. So kudos to him. Okay. Yeah. And let's resurrect an old segment, huh? The Miami dolphins are terrible. Remember that segment guys? <laughs> It was a weekly segment where I talked about how terrible the Dolphins were. Well, I, they're not that terrible anymore, guys. I should change it to the New York Jets are terrible. No, that would be like a that's a lifelong segment right there. That that never ends. That never ends. Well then, well Doug, you talked about the Jarvis Landry trade way back when when he was traded from the Dolphins to the Browns. How's that turned out for? For Jarvis, for the Browns, uh, for the Dolphins. Well, I remember I was very uh, passionate. I have very strong feelings about that Jarvis Landry, uh, Landry trade and some uh, words for our then GM or president of football operations, Mike Tannenbaum. But uh, so far, it has worked out for Jarvis more so than it has worked out for the Dolphins. Um, back then, I did claim... And I probably put a little too much uh, oomph behind Jarvis, but I felt like he could be a superstar in the league. And he's been very good. He's been above average. He's been a pro bowler even after the Dolphins traded him. But my bone to pick with the Dolphins then, and it remains today, is that we got too little in return. We traded Jarvis Landry, who was coming off consecutive pro bowl seasons, for a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick. That fourth-round pick was used for Durham Smythe, who's a backup tight end for the Dolphins. Doesn't contribute much. And then the seventh-round pick, I'm not too sure who we ended up picking there. But at the end of the day, regardless of who we picked, it's still it was still giving up too much for too little in return. You don't give away Pro Bowl players, Pro Bowl skill position players, like a Jarvis Landry for a fourth-round pick. And I looked up some trades as comparisons of other Pro Bowl receivers. Brandon Marshall was one. 
uh, Pro Bowl receiver, set NFL records for the most receptions in the game, a great receiver. Uh, the Dolphins obtained him from the Broncos for two second-round picks. So blows the compensation of what we got from Jarvis Landry. Granted, Brandon Marshall is a better wide receiver than Jarvis, but uh, it continues from there. When the Dolphins later traded him to the Bears, they got two third-round picks for him. Another wide receiver to resurrect from the, uh, from the past is Demarius Thomas. I'm sure we all remember the name. He disappeared into who knows where. Uh, the Broncos traded him to the Texans coming off of an off year for a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round swap. So there was more we could have had for Jarvis Landry. By the way, Brandon Marshall and Demarius Thomas are both out of the league. They've been out of the league for years. Yeah. Jarvis is still producing now. Mm. And going to 2019, uh, looking at his 2019 season where he played in Cleveland with his best buddy, Odell Beckham Jr., I decided to compare their two seasons. 2019 is the only season OBJ's had where he's fully healthy. That year, OBJ had 1,035 yards. Jarvis, 1,174. OBJ, four touchdowns. Jarvis, six touchdowns. And Cleveland gave up a lot more than a fourth-round pick to obtain OBJ. So to this day, I will beat that drum that the Dolphins didn't get what they should have gotten for a a perennial Pro Bowl wide receiver. And in the end, it looks like Jarvis won out in that trade. Dolphins Hmm. stayed losers there. Yeah. Still haven't made the playoffs. So. That still haven't made the playoffs. Exactly. Got close. Got close last season, but still yeah. haven't made it. We'll see. We won't make it. I, I have faith. I, as a true Dolphins fan, my faith is is limitless in hmm. that there's always next year. <laughs> so I will say now we've got next year. Yeah, um, they actually made me feel good, just like a nice set of metallic dice games. You know, they actually made me feel good to to actually watch them. I had some hope. I'm a pessimistic Dolphins fan. Everyone knows this. This is why there was a segment called the Miami Dolphins are terrible. But I like Coach Flores. I think he gets it. Like, he gets it. I think he gets what it takes to to be a a good coach. I, I think also to be a nice personality within the community. I mean, he supports all the teams down here. I don't know if you noticed this. He goes to Panthers games. He goes yeah. to Marlins games. He goes to Heat games. He's always wearing the hats with the different teams, because he's been. I mean, he he's been he's been to Boston. I think he's from New York, right? So those cities. If you ever been to Boston or Chicago or New York, those cities they they support all of their teams. It's something that's kind of missing down here in South Florida. That's because none of the teams are ever good at the same time. But someday, someday, maybe the twenty twenties is when it's finally happening. All right. So, so that's the past. Doug, a lot's happened since the, the three years you haven't been on this show. And I'm going to tell you this. All right. I am a religious zealot for our Lord and Savior, Derek Jeter. Okay. <laughs> he loves him. Yes. He, he can do no wrong. I mean, he, how do you not biracial like Jesus? Yes. He's a biracial <laughs> hey, angel. I, I love the man. I was preaching that man's love since 1996, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad Francisco joined on, and then yeah. him and Jimmy Butler are going to fuse and have Derek yeah. Jeter, Jimmy yeah. Butler, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Derek Jeter's <laughs> no. We Derek Jeter is who I worship uh, religiously. Jimmy Butler is the man that I, I hope to be buried with one day. 
Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. a big, big commitment he, he right is, there. He is man crush Monday every day. Uh, that's for sure. And, well, Ch- Charles, Charles came onto the show, and, and he's he is a submissive daddy for all of his teams, all of his favorite players. All right. He's he he gives uh, a lot of what I would consider love to, to his players, whether it's in his his fantasy teams where he gives Bezos uh, his best performers. Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller, they got the big baby Bezos. Mm-hmm. You know the big Bezos, I would say for this year. All right. Absolutely. Derek, his 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 Derek Henry got the Henry Handies. Yeah, he got several. He got several. Mm-hmm. And listen, man. Wow. It's it's what happens when it's not in the contract. You cannot legally put the handies in a contract. That's um, sexploitation, I believe, and some trafficking. But I know how to roll because it's coincidental, right? I'm just saying we counted what seven or eight coal jobs last year. Yeah, Garrett Cole and several, several uh, missed out. Henry in handies, uh, almost man. I mean, look, not to sidetrack it just yet, but to only give up two runs. Granted, it was like five innings, so that's concerning. But he, he knew what's up. He's a little rusty. I'm a little rusty. My hand hurts. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the, Harry, uh, the Henry Handy kind of gave from this for Doug for his background is um, I'm a Titans fan. And then also, more importantly, I drafted Henry in like this first round of my fantasy draft. And he was just crushing it. And it cost me to crush my elbow. But uh, we made a shirt out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I really there is a merch store, Doug. There is a merch store where you can buy a T-shirt with the Henry Handy on it. Oh, that has to be a top seller. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So, so there's that. And uh, Andrew's our moral compass on the show, but he has a secret underground. <laughs> I think. That's well, right. several crimes, really. It's not just drugs. It's all kinds of things. Human Whoa. human trafficking. There's a lot of things there. He smuggles people onto the show against their will. Yeah, that's a go-to smuggler. Yeah. That's, he, he's the one who brings in the, the guests that we do get on the show. And I am for sure certain it is against their will. So He's basically the Spike Spiegel. He went of, on a mysterious... You know, after he took the bar uh, the, the last time in February, he went on a mysterious trip to Central Florida. And he... He said he was going there for vacation, but uh, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, I'm going to go visit UCF. I think UCF was code for something. It might be a front. <laughs> I think the University of Central Florida is just a front for his, his grand criminal empire. UCF is unified co- uh, coke front? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so essentially, I'm, uh, Andrew... I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret since it's just the three of us and Freddie listening. UCF stands for Underground Cocaine Front. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So yeah. Andrew, Andrew is the official bagman for the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm the Nevin Shapiro of our show. Oh. Yeah. Strippers yeah. on yachts and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he hasn't invited us to those yet, but I don't want Jimmy to get angry. COVID. It, plausible deniability, fellas. Come mm. on. Come on. Mm. <laughs> okay so that's I mean, I mean paul pierce would call up andrew oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah baby okay so i let's if i'm able to get paul pierce on the show you know for sure that is proof that i am, that I am. <laughs> yes 
listen, not not there's gonna be some people with a morality clause to not even get him interviewed. We don't have that, Paul. <laughs> no, for for the cost of one case of lupa and a large Baja Blast, mm. I will front you, sir. And you can jump, come and toy, talk to us, and yeah. you know about how great you are. All, all of your I'll, horrible I'll, takes, we'll take them. We'll, we'll we'll give you the platform you need. Yeah, exactly. And I'll superimpose Ray Allen in the background. We won't we won't be like Jalen Rose, and he was just listing off all the things Dwayne Wade was better at than Paul Pierce live on air. We won't be like that. All right, we'll keep it we'll keep it nice and nice and clean for you. Okay, so. Oh man! So now that was the past. Let's get to the present, guys. There's sports happen. I watched a ton of sports this past week. I watched baseball for sure. I think I've I've watched every one of the Marlins games so far, except for the one that's going on right now during the show. So I'm not watching that at the moment. Hey, the Panthers are up one nothing as well. So that's going down as well. I think the Heat played tonight too. It's a glorious time yeah. for sports. Yeah, you just got all the teams playing all at once. You yeah. don't even know what to watch. Indeed, and you got that. So I watched the Marlins, all the Marlins games. I watched three of the Heat games against the Pacers, the Warriors, and the Cavs. Saw one of the Panthers games against the Jackets. Saw. I didn't see the final yesterday between the men's basketball Gonzaga and Baylor. You didn't miss a damn thing. Good, good. I watched Gonzaga versus UCLA because Andrew was like, you got to watch this game. And if Andrew is telling me to watch a basketball game, then I got to watch it. <laughs> Andrew is Mr. Basketball. And we say that ironically or sarcastically, <laughs> whatever you want to say. Uh, okay, Doug. So he's he's definitely not Mr. Basketball. Although we have we have offered, we've, we have nominated him as the new GM of the Orlando Magic. That is true. No, and, magic making some moves in the trade line, uh, yeah. trade deadline. So uh, yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting we, to see. We we talked about that, and uh, they're, they're making what, what's it called? A little uh, what's the bar when you're dancing and you try to go under the bar? Limbo, limbo, limbo. They're doing a limbo dance. How low can they go? Yeah. So yeah, then uh, I saw just and I saw the final with the women's basketball game, Arizona versus Stanford. Well, that fantastic was, yeah, that had a fantastic finish as well. So that's what I saw, guys. Pretty darn sure you guys saw a bunch of stuff too. Any anything yeah. anything to stick out? Stick out. I mean, opening day Yankees that hurt my heart. Mm. You know, in the background noise put on ESPN as I'm just kind of reviewing cases to kind of start up and see my my little GC try to get a little HJ from me. It was a little CJ. For the GC, I think that's what the new season will call it. Mm. Um, no, we we like cold jobs; it's fun. Um, I watch. I didn't watch any heat games because I don't have ballets because I don't have cable. Essentially, I just stream a lot of stuff. But um, I watched a lot of college basketball, and because of how the men's final um, occurred, it makes me feel validated to what I said when March Madness was beginning. That like it's just trash now. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it, 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 Baylor was just so dominant mark few i understand that he's a powerhouse but that window is closing man it feels like it because if you look at what he's been doing they went to the championship in 2017 now it's 2021 and this is the problem when you're predicting a lot of teams in the same programs to kind of make it and i could not have seen such bad i don't say it's leadership but someone has to be put the blame because 
I feel the naysayers are like, well, he can't control everybody taking those bad shots. You can call a timeout. You got no one to call a timeout. You don't call a timeout when it's 11 to one that early. I'm like, shit. I'm like, hell, call the timeout when it's like a seven zero, you got to do something. Cause those kids were out of funk. They had turned the ball over too many times and they had just lost their confidence. And I, I didn't even bother. They're like halfway through the first one. It's like, man, I'm done. And then I went to go things. The women's game was fantastic for me because I have a very sour approach to women's uh, college basketball because I, I don't care for UConn. I always feel like they're there. And Gina Ariema, I, I appreciate your your brains but um, and how your strategy is and your record, but I feel there, there really is just no parity for me to care about because what, for the years it was him, it was Tennessee, it was Baylor, and I think Stanford came around to it. But he was just building these programs of being consecutive. I think this was his 13th Final Four, and then what, I can't even count how many um, championships games he'd gone to. And then them just kind of screwing over Baylor with a shot that was obviously a foul um, had bothered me. So getting to watch the women's game when it was Arizona and Stanford was just very invigorating. And then Francisco and I were just messaging each other. I, I just don't understand how you don't. It was a bad cut. They froze. Yeah, the final I think play. really it, it, it was it was a good trap, but it wasn't like the most impenetrable trap known to mankind. She really would the, the center should have done just cut it. She should just cut it and then take the chance because they were only down by two. So if you get fouled, you have an opportunity yeah, to tie the game. The line. Um, and then I watched a little bit of other baseball. Um, White Sox, I believe, the other day. I forgot mm. who we were playing. but And I changed because this leads into the other topic. Oh, they were playing the Angels. Boy, we'll do, yeah. Oh, they were playing the Angels. We'll do anything to make news out of something that's just so silly, wouldn't we? Because what happened with the White Sox? Homeboy. Gets, he gets a little hurt and everybody's Eloy doing Jimenez. Jersey. Yeah, he, he, yeah, Eloy Jimenez. Because then I'm thinking about Casillas, but then Fernando Tatis, who you know just popped his shoulder out because he just swung so badly. So everybody will make a storyline out of everything. So now everybody's good for their. So I was like, oh, let me see how the White Sox are because they, they might be the competition. I think Minnesota is really scary, but I'm like, you know, with this expanded stuff, let me see. So that's what I watch. Oh, and um, you know, for you ungrateful people out there, I have been uh, watching some old WrestleMania, so we'll see how that comes to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. How about you guys, Andrew, Doug? What did um, you guys see? Yeah, so I haven't been watching a lot of uh, sports until actually this past week where I finally got some Valley uh, sports in my life. So I've been watching the Heat Ooh. games. Uh, I've been watching Marlins. It's like being at a buffet. I've been watching Panthers. It's good, man. It's good. And I got to say, the Panthers are fun as hell to watch. Mm. Like, that yeah. team has no quit at all. That team, man, that team has a bunch of dogs on the ice. It's it's so fun to watch them. It's so fun to watch them play. Um, yeah, man. So I've just been watching a lot of local sports. Heat, watching see how Oladipo does. Um, he's playing good defense, which is a given. His offense is a little rusty, but I think we'll get there. Um, and watch the little March Madness. Uh the Gonzaga Baylor game was a blowout. It's just like you know, men versus boys essentially. So, um, and then I watched a little bit of uh, Angels baseball last night. Shout out T-Mobile, <laughs> giving free MLB TV to all their subscribers oh, for the season. Yeah. Hey now, so uh, that's a able- that's a good pickup. Oh yeah, so I-, I watched a little late night baseball last night before going to bed. And uh, saw the Angels fans tossing. Trash oh, okay, hold on, hold on. So. Uh, again, so let's get Andrew. Well, I know you saw the 
uh, UCLA versus Gonzaga. So you told me to watch that. What what did you see other than uh, your Rays completely walloping the Marlins? Well, not walloping actually. The Marlins just bullpen just choked the first two games, but yeah, big bombs. Mm. Wolf. Uh, big wolves. Well, I didn't get to see much uh, sports this week. I was mm. able to catch a little bit of the opener for the Rays. Um, <clears throat> saw the. Uh, Austin Meadows home run in that game tonight. Gut wrenching. How's it that you guys make Marlins Park seem small? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. It's Lone oh, Depot. Oh gosh, darn it! That's right, Lone Depot Park. We talked about this. No, 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 no. It's not Lone Depot Park. It's Lone Depot Park. Uh, okay. Are you are, are you guys talking about Joe Robbie? Um, it's a pro player stadium, guys. Come on. There we go. Yeah, National Car Rental Center. It'll it, it'll always be, uh, it'll always be pro player for me because yeah. that's that's Same. the name when the Marlins went for the 03 World Series when I was a fan. Yeah. So okay, all right, okay. So that's um, oh sorry, sorry, Andrew. So I saw the trail end of the UCLA Gonzaga game. Mm-hmm. I saw the trail end. That, that's kind of my mo. Is that if something exciting is going on, I will catch the tail end of it. Uh, unless it's one of the teams that I follow. Uh, so I saw the tail end of the uh, Stanford, Arizona game, the tail end of the UCLA Gonzaga game. I assume I watched the second half of the, uh, of the final, which was a big mistake. Um, it was, it it looked like it was going to go somewhere when when the Zags brought it down to a nine point deficit, but then they just fell apart. So it was like that was a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, should have just should have just gotten some some D and D dice from Metallic Dice Games, you know? Exactly. That would have been a much much better uh, use of your time. I th- I think, um, and nothing against the. The Zags. It's it's tough to go undefeated, and you know they had a hell of a season in spite of that final loss. But I think I would have rather been pelted to death with metallic dice <laughs> than watch <laughs> yeah. that game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can get ten percent off exclusive D and D dice. You know. So I can I can get a few more metallic dice for the price <laughs> of what I normally would have done. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And um, that was. That was yeah. the extent of my, so, my sports watching. Okay, so I, I do want to, because Doug kind of kind of pushed us into it, I want to do a small segment here. I want to do the real MVP. Yes. I have several here, but this one is new that just popped up. I'd like to give a real MVP to the Los Angeles Angels fans. For what they did last night mm-hmm. against the Houston Astros and a fantastic comeback victory by the Angels as well, which is which is kind of kind of the cherry on top of it all. The Astros are winning that game by a lot, and then the Angels, through the power of of the trash cans, but not in the way that you're thinking of Houston. Uh, they were able to 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 get that victory, but man, oh man. It was great. 
This is it, guys. Can we, can we talk a minute? Well, finish your thought, and then I have another Angels thought. Oh, okay. Well, the Angels are doing well for the first time in forever. That's one thing. But I, I just want to add it, man. He, well, yeah, yeah, he's got another year on his belly. He's going to see what happens. Maybe they actually have some pitching. Who knows? But, okay. So, yeah, the, the Angels fans, if you don't know, well, the Houston Astros, for the most part, they haven't really played in front of other human beings during a regular season game since they were found out to be dirty, stinking liars. Bastards. Well, their stadiums are opening up little by little in different states and as well. It's not just here in Florida or Texas. No, it's they're opening up in New York and in Boston and in Colorado, and which is also getting the All-Star game. We'll talk about that. And uh, California. So in Anaheim last night, well, one fan threw a inflatable trash can onto the field while the Astros were batting, I believe. So that was one. I think it was like during like the fifth or sixth inning or something. And then I think a, maybe an inning or two later, another fan threw an actual trash can, I, I think from the actual stadium. And they were I'm, and threw it onto the field as well in right field. And people were absolutely going nuts for it. Nobody was against it. I'm sure they threw the two people out, but but you whatever, man. Well where's where's their where's their crowdfunding site so we can pay for their bail for sure? <laughs> because yeah, the, those people are, are the real MVPs. So the Los Angeles Angels fans, thank you. Thank you for getting it started, by the way. This is not this isn't gonna be over, guys. You this is wait. not gonna be over. The Astros have yet to go to New York. They didn't go to the Bronx, baby. We I didn't play them all last year. I think so inter- revenge. Uh, yeah. Please, yeah. please tell me please tell me the Astros are playing in Philly this year. Mm, I don't think they're playing in Philly, but I think I think, so. I think the intra the, the interleague plays only within the divisions. So I think they might actually be going to Los Angeles to face the Dodgers. We have to actually see that. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. can look that up while while we talk about this. But yeah, the Astros. I'm gonna take a peek at it. Yeah, see what their schedule is like. Do they go to LA to face the Dodgers? Because that is gonna be insane, especially if it's like late in the season where most people are vaccinated. Maybe the stadium capacity is up. Even fifty percent would be insane, especially at Dodger Stadium, right. which is the biggest ballpark so. in baseball. August 3rd and 4th, they're going to L.A. <laughs> so that, that's going to be clear as day. Oh, Good. my. When do they go to New York to face the Yankees? Would you believe? Once again, Paymaker Revenge Tour 2020 that got converted to 2021 is not going to freaking happen. What? Uh, oh, you kidding? Oh, that's right. Wait. Wait, it's only... The, wait, no, no. How is it not happening? They, how are they not playing the Astros? I'm, I'm looking at their schedule now. Because... For 2021. So this is just a quick list of the AL teams that they're playing. White Sox, Cleveland, Texas, Seattle, Minnesota, Angels, Kansas, full team, Seattle, Kansas, Texas, Seattle, Seattle, Angels, Texas, Angels, Oakland, Tampa, Oakland. Their last game is set for Sunday, October 3rd against the Oakland A's. 
Not one, folks. But two years in a row, I haven't denied my revenge. So, it's got wait, so it's not like a full full? Like you don't face every American League team this well, year? I'm not seeing it. Unless they kind of split it. Hold on. Uh, maybe I'm, re- I'm stupid. I'm stupid. May the ESPN has it weird where they're going on like both uh, halves. I just don't understand what they do it. Thank you, Doug. May 4th, 5th, and 6th at New York. Ooh. We come. That, that is. Revenge tour. Ooh. That might be and in time for our new season. July 9th, 10th, and 11th. Yeah, Ooh. I don't understand why ESPN just didn't give like a small thing. I'm like reading into it and I got so excited because mm. I saw I was looking for our things. Um, interesting they're playing boston as well so i want to see how um you know the astros kind of lick the and i'm just saying right now i don't care our life like the anus of uh, a certain <clears throat> manager in mm. boston that got rehired who should never be allowed back mm. in the game yeah i said it um yeah i'm ready may, uh, all right you know may the fourth be with you yeah, you're oh gonna you're gonna see the evil empire that's an espn game too <laughs> oh boy. we got a tuesday game on the espn i'm gonna come back from court i'll be all heated oh I'll my be ready. god be ready boys i mean i don't know if ready I, well we haven't planned out when we're gonna come back for for the actual official next season not the not the, the not the fast food draft but well, we'll plan it out. I, I don't know if we want to, or, or we could just do a watch party of the game and just sit down and be like, we'll start the next week after, we'll, but we'll watch this game. Who knows? We'll see. But it'll be it'll be nice and fun to watch for sure. Oh, man. Oh, this May is... for, as, as fun as that's going to be, we will have to say farewell to a dear friend on May 4th as well. Yahoo Answers is going to officially close. Oh, dear Lord. Oh my one God. must die for the other one could survive and that's gonna be the yankees hopes and dreams because right now the astros are just too consistently good because dusty baker is a great human being and leading a terrible franchise oh. okay so yes angels fans good job uh the the other the other mvp i got here uh all these seem to be baseball related because it's been opening day so and we didn't really talk about baseball at any point during spring training or we didn't even do a preview so i guess this is our big baseball thing before we get into the the break but uh, uh, the people keeping every human being that's been keeping the the castellanos drive into deep left field meme alive y'all remember you all should know this mm-hmm. the tom brenneman getting fired <laughs> literally on air <laughs> last season uh for for some bad remarks that he made and it's been it's been fun it's been hilarious i i i have to say and that'll make it a four nothing ball game it is what man baseball twitter it has been nothing but hilarity for sure people as much as a lot of people think baseball is boring, I think our generation and, and the Zoomers, if if Rob Manfred doesn't stop being a freaking moron, and we're going to get to Gottlieb's goons at some point, if he doesn't stop being a freaking moron and just lets us take over, please, then we can make the game fun again. And I think I think it'll be time, man. Sheesh. It, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hilarious and and uh, there was I'm trying to find it on our on our our Twitter page here. There was a news anchor in Tulsa, Andrew's hometown, that did a uh, a sports a sports yeah a sportscaster for a local news station in, in Tulsa 
that was doing a <laughs> a recap of the Reds game. And there was a point where Nick Castellanos did hit a home run. And he's like, and Nick Castellanos hits a drive into deep left, which he literally hit a drive into deep left field and made it well, a the center field in this one. Okay, but he, he and made it a four to one ball game. <laughs> and he's like, at the end of it, he's like, I'm going to be putting this headset back on again, though. <laughs> I'm like, my God. <laughs> oh, man. And it's an aloe for that. Oh, here it is. I did this for baseball Twitter. So let me see if I can get that volume up. One second. Let me see if I can put this up for everybody. Right-hander Carlos go. Martinez. As there's a drive in the deep center field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. Here. I can hear And so that will make it a 4-1 ball game. Oh, man. I'll be putting on this headset again. Reds win 12-1. <laughs> Right-hander Carlos Martinez. Oh, God. That's, that's, as there's that's, a drive in the deep great, center man. field by Castellanos, it will meme. be a home run. And I love when... And so that will make it a 4-1 people ball are game. Just commenting on, on this any and any thing like, on Twitter that maybe even may have something to do with baseball or maybe not. And in the middle of their comment, they'll say, and that's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos. And that'll make it a four nothing ball game. <laughs> I don't know when I'll be putting this headset back on again. So thank you. Thank you. Everybody who's been keeping that meme alive. It is, it has not gotten old. It has not gotten old. You know, what's crazy though. He's back. He's the play-by-play announcer or a play-by-play announcer for the Roberto Clemente League in Puerto Rico for the 2020-2021 season. Mm. So he's been banished. <laughs> like like Christopher Columbus. He's just like, you just leave. You get out of here. Go to the island. Get some dysentery. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Other real MVP. I don't know who this guy is, but he's on Bally Sports Great Lakes for the Cleveland Indians. Bruce Dredden, who went on an epic rant on air with a caller. Oh. Did you guys hear this? You, you uh, I'm going to play it for you guys, too, as well. Oh, amazing. Yes. And it is absolutely great. Where this caller was complaining about one of the batters. Oh, that's the guy who called him an idiot, right? Yes. Yes. And let, me, let me speed this up here. There we go. There it is. After one game. Oh, man. And then he just hangs up. I, I, can't, I can't blame him for getting angry. I mean, I have no idea any of the context, but that's that's a good point to make a judgment off of one game is, is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's only opening day. Sheesh. Even the Seattle Mariners are great on opening day or April, and then they fall apart like we all know. So Everybody's good. Went 0-0 on the record, boys. Yep. Yeah. So the Angels are 4-1 and one right now, so... We'll see how long that lasts. Maybe they actually might make do something. So, and the, my the last two now. Yeah. Oh, okay. they just lost to Houston. Well, see, look, they failed us all already. Damn you, Dusty Baker. Ugh. So, the other last real MVP, the New York Yankees, for honoring a New York Post photographer named Anthony Kelsey, who died of COVID last season, and he was, uh, I think, he was. The photographer from like 1994 until he died Very long time. last year and they, they put a plaque for him in the first base camera well at yankee stadium so 
And you know the Yankees memorialized things forever. So he will be remembered forever. And they had like ceremony with his family and his kids and everything. So it was that was very touching. So the New York Yankees. There you go. There's some actual love for you guys. Do you feel dirty saying that? Uh, no. No. We've the, grown. No, yeah. The... I mean, surprisingly, the New York Yankees feel like underdogs. How does that even happen? You know, I guess when they haven't made won a World Series in eleven years, it sort of feels that way. But I because our form of cheating was steroids. Okay, <laughs> we didn't sully the game by doing something different than everybody else. Oh God, oh Erod, oh boy. Sheesh. Okay, well, as our good friend Jeremy Taché says, he's a serial killer, so, or a psychopath, right? So, Doug, that, that that's our segment, the real MVP. But then we have the opposite of this segment, where we we have to call people out for their their goonery in the sports world, and that's what we call Gottlieb's goons, named after a fellow Doug, but not a good Doug. I'll tell you that much. Named Doug Gottlieb. We don't claim him. (laughs) (laughs) And the Council of Dugs, (laughs) they don't claim him. But yes, Doug Gottlieb, who is a freaking moron, not a good human being. I don't know. I mean, he he says horrible, bad things about Andrew Luck, and that's why we 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 made a, a segment for him. Roy Williams, who just retired, said some something funny about him. About how he couldn't put on his pants the right way during a basketball game, so how could he comment on on the North Carolina Tar Heels? And he's right, he's right. So, yes, Gottlieb's goons, guys. I want to. Oh, I said uh, let's continue with the baseball thing. Major League Baseball for suspending Nick Castellanos as there's a drive into deep left field, and it'll make it a four nothing ball game. Okay, of meme fame. For quote unquote instigating a bench clearing quote unquote brawl because it wasn't really a brawl, it was just a bunch of guys just kind of standing next to each other. For celebrating scoring a run against the St. Louis Cardinals. Did you guys see this? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. That's too much. I mean, uh, how. I understand Castellanos flexing on the pitcher, whatever. And everything that happened there, none of that is suspension worthy, in my opinion. That's just the MLB becoming the uh, Brian McCanns of baseball. Mm. Oh, that's a good name. That's a good name. Yeah, Nick Castellanos just just flexing. Nothing. He didn't push him. He just kind of yelled at him. And I like June Lee's comment here. He basically did what every NBA player does every night whenever they dunk on somebody so i mean come on man i remember baseball is the uh you know it's the it's the pure sport with the unwritten rules you got you gotta know better come on this is unwritten rules my ass so uh yadier molina i feel should have been suspended if they're gonna suspend guys then let's let's make it even yadier molina who's always in all of these brawls because Yanni feels untouchable, man. <laughs> he, well, I swear, if he was a hockey player, he wouldn't be doing this shit. He would have been knocked out, 
the moment that he started something with anybody in the NHL and he would never start a fight again. That's what Yadier Molina. I swear somebody should actually punch him. And that way the Cardinals can be like, well, that whole retirement thing just started for him. I, I really, really want somebody to do that. My brother-in-law is a St. Louis Cardinals fan, but Yadier Molina really just needs to, needs somebody to do that to him. Anybody. But there's going to be a bunch of... Oh, man. I was going to say something about, about Puerto Ricans, but... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I think you're a Puerto whoa, Rican, Doug. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, uh, there we go. So, mm. In all fairness, you know... Emotions can run high, so uh, I understand. <laughs> no, I'm just saying he's always in this. He's always in this. Whether it's like the Cubs or the, it's usually the Central Division teams that always fight each other for some reason. But yeah, or the NL Central. But man, he he somebody needs to get at him at some point. And he's like, let's uh, see, let's. He's I swear he only has all those tattoos just to like be look intimidating when he really isn't. Oh, okay, that's my rant. Sorry. Ooh, I'm getting heated. <laughs> but yeah, Rob Manfred sucks. We know this. He was actually what? He was the goon of the year, right? Last year? Yep. Yeah, that's right. We know him the goon oh, of the year. Word of choice. Yeah. Wordy choice right there. Oh, man. Uh, And my last one that I had here. Uh, I know I'm talking to a bunch of guys, but, but don't worry. Everybody will talk. But I want to get the the other one is... The people criticizing Audia Barnes for her post-game, like celebratory thing with her her players, and then sh- showing flipping the bird to like the critics and stuff that didn't believe in them when they went to the uh, championship game. <sighs> Bunch of prudes out there. I mean, what is this? Are we living the puritanical era? Are we? You play for that kind of coach, though. Because oh, her whole yeah. thing was with the bird. She was basically telling everybody that if you weren't with us, F you. You yeah. want that in a coach. You don't want a yes man or a yes woman or a yes person on the coach. Like, Good job, guy. You have to acknowledge diversity because it goes back to what I mentioned earlier about uh, the women's college basketball. It's just all those other programs, the UConns, the Baylors, the Sanfords, even though they lost yeah. Stanford, we don't say that. Yeah, but sure. no, go ahead. You want that aggression. You want a little bit of that dirtiness. I mean, it's a sports emotion. So here's my thought process. If fans are more uncivil than anything should be in this world when it comes to a sport, why can't the coach just kind of get a little dirt on her elbow? Come on. But the people who commented on it, oh, that's not a great example for my daughter. Your daughter ain't going to play for her. (laughs) I mean, come on. Come on. Let's be real here. Nick Saban's not a saint. Bobby Knight is not a saying. God knows what Bobby Knight, he drew chairs at his own players, for goodness sake. I love a coach that gets fired up. I love the coach that 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 preaches the, the, the mantra, us versus the world. You know, like, come on. Like, this this is sports. If you're upset at this, you can't be a sports fan. Mm. But, I, I mean... Is an F bomb? I mean, sheesh, people clutching pearls like they've never heard the F bomb uttered by a coach at a sporting event. Sheesh, there are well, li- yeah. there are little league coaches that are throwing F bombs and fighting each other. <laughs> Women's basketball is very hypocritical though, because why Brittany Griner, love her. <laughs> if there's any basketball player that I will always remember is her punching the other girl straight. Mm. <laughs> and they were like, nah, we can't do that. But 
You literally like complain about how women's basketball is not akin to men's basketball, and, and pal- Malice at the Palace, baby. And mm. I mean, I personally love Malice at the Palace. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Now, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like, I forget the whole guy getting punched in the face by Jermaine O'Neal. You step up to a guy that's seven foot one. You learn. <laughs> you learn. But it, it, it's just they're so <laughs> hypocritical, and there's a way and a class of how you do things. I'm like, no, man. Like, and, and it, you you want to play that purpose because you know what? When you're getting recruited, you look at everything. You're like, that's the coach. That's the person right there. But can can we just quit with the whole dichotomy of you know you have to be akin to things because these are young women who and the coaches. I'm I'm presuming too. She she looked young to me, not like old a la roy williams who's now retiring enjoy retirement unc screwed that's fantastic um but you want to kind of you don't want to hide who you are you don't put on the fake retail face you don't put on the fake retail voice for your players um why because no one buys into that it's the same way of adam gase (laughs) you know he's the example i think of (laughs) but you think about it you know for him he put on retail face retail voice and it didn't work and it could connect to the players it works with management because with the whole idea about management i I swear the new york Mets probably never saw him without a hat and that's he probably did the interview with the hat on and then the moment he got the job and he had the the press conference and he came in without a hat with the googly eyes they were like oh no (laughs) we hired this man He short-circuited, but they just got to let it go. I, I think, you know, if she's definitely, it's a coach that you care about, I think, a little bit, because now mm-hmm. I had to be like, who is she? Go to her name. I watched that video. Um, and it, it made me want to see her team win. And they yeah. almost did. I, I, was, I was cheering for them. That's why, that, that's why I made her my you go girl. You see how that segued, guys? You see? I, I, I told perfect. you. I told Beautiful. you I was planning for this episode. I tried really hard. I really did. So, my you go girl, he's the head coach of the Arizona women's basketball team, Audio Barnes. Okay? That, that's that's who my you go girl is. So, we are going to learn about her, Charles. We are. Yay! Uh, she may have lost, but they fought valiantly. They just could never get close enough. They, they were like one, two points away. They just could never overcome stanford but that's fine audio barnes has done things herself she's currently the head coach she's she's been a coach in women's basketball or college basketball at least since 2011 she was at washington until 2016 as the assistant coach and then took up the arizona job in 2016 and look at that they made to the championship game in five years so that's one way to build up the program and she she played herself at Arizona. That's her alma mater. So she was the Pac-10 Player of the Year in 1998, first team All-American. She was drafted in the fourth round of the WNBA draft in 1998. Played for the Sacramento Monarchs, the Minnesota Lynx, the Cleveland Rockers, the Seattle Storm, and played internationally. As well in different leagues. She won the WNBA championship in 2004 with Seattle. That was her final season in the WNBA. And, and now she's the head coach. And she almost got she almost got them a championship. They're, they're, they're close. They'll be a team to watch next season. So that, that was fun. So Audio Barnes, all right. Keep, keep, keep flipping the bird to everybody. You deserve it. You deserve it. You go, girl. Keep, keep throwing those F-bombs. We love it. We love it. All right. 
All right, guys. I feel like I've been talking a lot, so I need to I need to do another. These, I'm doing all of the small segments, all of them, all of them now. But I feel like this will get the conversation going for something else. Doug, we have another segment called Uncultured Swine, where we learn about international teams, things that happen outside of the realm of of the traditional four North American sports down here, because we are uncultured. And we need to learn. So my uncultured swine is the team you guys were complaining about pre-show, the Mercedes-Benz AMG Petronas Formula One team. Ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gentlemen, Mercedes. They were first in Formula One back in 1954. They were there for couple seasons then they stopped they just stopped doing it for whatever reason i'm not sure who knows but then they came back in 2010 mercedes is like let's do that formula one thing again and since 2014 they've dominated formula one you're being modest by calling it domination <laughs> yeah it's pure annihilation essentially they have won entire sport they have won seven constructors championships i'm sure you guys can explain to me what the heck that is and they've all seven came in the last seven years and they have nine drivers championships with seven of them coming in the last seven years their two drivers are lewis hamilton of the uk and valtteri boltas of finland they have 116 first place finishes, 85 fastest laps, 126 pole positions. They are known as the Silver Arrows, and they are based out of Brackley, England. So that is the segue into the Formula One talk. We've only talked about it once before, the Bahrain Grand Prix that Doug talked or uh, Andrew presented to us with that horrendous crash that we saw. And well, that they just had the Bahrain Grand Prix. Look at that! I I learned some things while researching this. But guys, Formula One, let's let's talk about the the cars that go fast and and don't go in left turns only. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned the uh, championships, the constructors' championships, and I'll just add a little light to that. So essentially, in Formula One, you have constructors' championships and the drivers' championship. Um, Made the, the major championship is essentially the driver's championship. That's the one most people talk about. That's the one most people care about. So the constructor is the team. So Formula One is comprised of teams just like any other sport. Um, these teams build cars. They construct cars. Thus, you know, they're constructors. And each team consists of two drivers. So you have driver A, who's really good. You have driver B, who's terrible. Driver A wins every race. Oh, my goodness. Driver B comes in last place every race. So driver A is going to win the driver's championship. However, that team is not going to win the constructor's championship because they did not get consistent performance from both of their drivers. So the team that has consistent high performance from both of their drivers ends up winning the constructor's championship. And that has usually been Mercedes, even though some years there's been a little bit of competition from the other teams. 
But as Andrew said, you're putting a kind that they're dominating. They're just annihilating the sport. You already know who's going to win. Um, you know who's going to start first on the weekend. You know who's going to finish first who's on the weekend. It's Lewis Hamilton who I'm going to give roses to Lewis Hamilton. He's one of the greatest F1 drivers, if not the greatest F1 driver of all time. Now, that might ruffle some feathers for some F1 purists who have grown up in the days of Ayrton Senna and all these uh, amazing, you know, uh, 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 all-time drivers. But no one has put on a dominating performance like Lewis Hamilton has. It's one thing to have the best car, but it's another thing to get consistent results. And that's what this man has done for almost nine straight years. There was one year where his teammate won the championship, Nico Rosberg. But aside from that, he's just been lights out every single year. Um, this year, however, there's a little more competition. Like you said, the Bahrain Grand Prix was the opening Grand Prix for the season. It was actually looking like a Red Bull weekend until uh, Max Verstappen was having an a issue with his differential. And he couldn't put all the power down uh, coming out of the, the turns. So Mercedes kind of uh, surprised everybody and, and, and took that victory. But I, I have my fingers crossed. Andrew, I know you have your fingers crossed. Hopefully the season's a little more competitive. And maybe, just maybe, Mercedes' uh, reign might come to an end. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, you know... I think the team to really look at, and they've been the, they've been kind of the number two, well, they've been the number two team for the past few seasons. And as a matter of fact, actually, before Mercedes' reign of dominance, they had won, I think, four constructors in a row. Uh, But that team would be Red Bull. Um, I think for the first time in a long time, I think they have a legitimate chance of actually winning. And that's saying something since they've been the closest team to Mercedes. And the reason why is because they actually have a good B driver, if you will. Um, Just uh, kind of filling in Francisco and Charles here, their A driver, their main driver is Max Verstappen out of the Netherlands. Uh, Kid's a beast. Uh, Absolutely. He there's a good chance that when Hamilton retires, that he'll win a good number. It, it, he'll win a good number of championships. It's only a matter of time. I agree. I think he's like what twenty three. It's crazy. Yep, twenty three. He started. I want to say he started Formula One racing at the top level at eighteen years old, which is absolutely mind blowing. To, for an 18-year-old to be driving in the highest level of motorsport. The kid is a natural. And in terms of pure talent, he actually – Lewis Hamilton has the results, but Verstappen in that same car, it, it, it would be unbelievable. Yeah, and the, the weird thing about F1 is that uh, I guess case in point here, uh, I'll, I'm going to – run it back to last season. Um, and I'm saying more of this more as a, an explainer for Francisco and Charles, since you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, 
so there was a kid. <laughs> Can they outdrive a blue turtle show? <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's basically me and Charles's. Anything that's outside of like, okay, Mario Kart or even F Zero, we're like, yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, considering last season, I feel like Haas was victim of a blue turtle show all the time, and they weren't even in first place. But anyway. Um, there's a kid driving for the Williams team, which is probably the worst team. Um, his name's George Russell. And how Formula One works is the bigger teams have kind of feeder teams as well, sort of. Um, like, for example, Ferrari's feeder is Alfa Romeo. Uh, Red Bull's feeder is Alpha Tower, and Mercedes feeder is Williams. So Lewis Hamilton had to miss two races toward the end of last season because he had the virus. And Mercedes elected to bring up George Russell to fill his uh, fill his slot. Uh, basically, kind of testing the water, see, you know, is this kid worth bringing up when Hamilton retires? And, you know, Russell is good, but he is stuck in a really shitty car. So he, I don't think he ever scored points. Um, The second that they put him into the Mercedes, he's getting pole position. He's almost winning races, almost because Mercedes had uncharacteristic mess ups. Um, So... There's honestly a constant debate of is it the driver or is it the car that that determines how good a a driver does. Uh, so to to Doug's point, if you put Verstappen in a Mercedes, he would just be I don't even know what you couldn't even. I don't think I, anyone could comprehend how well he would be doing. But anyway, um, it's I, I saw a couple of videos about why Red Bull is doing so well. And they think it's due to some of the regulation change holds. Um, that's, uh, and all right, this is like a, this is a mix of, a, this is like a whole learn a goof segment, basically, guys. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm uh, trying to figure out like, I thought all of them kind of drove the same car, but not even no, close. And that's really? what I thought. Yep. That's what I thought um, before getting into it. So it's but not like I think NASCAR—they're all the same, right? It's stock car, more or less. So, so well, the the big thing is the change in engines, things like that. But compare, there are change, there are differences. But when you compare it to Formula One, they are driving the same car. Um, Formula One introduces regulation changes every few years. So, you know, something could be legal, but then in the next season, now you got to change it. It, And it's done primarily to try and give some competitive balance. Uh, Big regulation change is coming next year, but they had a mini regulation change and Red Bull took full advantage. And Verstappen almost won, but there was a huge controversy over the rules where, trying to sum it up, the Formula One was saying, all right, you're allowed to go 
around this corner without staying on the track. That's cool. You can do that. And uh, Lewis Hamilton was taking full advantage of that for the entire race. So he, was, he probably picked up at least a second of time because he was corner cutting. But toward the end of the race, Max Verstappen did the same thing and overtook Hamilton, but was forced to give the position back because you're not allowed to corner cut when you're not allowed to take a position when you corner cut. So it was just a whole mess. Everyone was pissed. Uh, but I, I, I'm getting way off track. I'm sorry. I just remembered what my original train was. Was that a pun? Was that a pun? Dad jokes on sports goofs. Um, but the reason why I think that Mercedes or sorry, Red Bull will actually have a chance at winning the constructors is because of their, their second driver. In the past, they've had they brought up guys from Alpha Tauri, and like I said, they kept it all within the family, if you will. And they were okay, but Red Bull would just basically dump them, just threw them in the trash can. Uh, there was a, a driver, Pierre Gasly, who drove for them for one and a half seasons. And then in the middle of the season, they dumped him back to uh, from Red Bull back to Alpha Calorie, and they brought up uh, Alex Albon, who they then dropped at the end of this past year. So they just you know chew these guys, uh, chew up these guys, and spit them back out. But they brought this season Sergio Perez, who is a veteran of Formula One, and has been stuck with a mid-pack team that was called Racing Point but is now called Aston Martin and he was he did fairly well so now that they have a legitimately strong veteran in the second car I really think it's going to be I hope is going to be a tight fight to the end for the constructors I still think that Lewis Hamilton is going to win because he's Lewis freaking Hamilton. Uh, the question is, can Verstappen get a few wins under his belt? Can he get consistent podiums? And more importantly, can Perez outdo Bottas? And if he does, that I think you'll see a lot of one, two, three, four Mercedes Red Bulls. What would you say, Doug? Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, in, in the past few years, Red Bull has suffered from a lack of production from their second driver, whether it was Pierre Gasly or Alex Albon. And that's not to say those aren't talented drivers. Those are very talented drivers. But it goes to show you what a beast Max Verstappen is. The other drivers are spinning out. They can't handle the car. And, and, and these are guys that are at the top of their game. And Max Verstappen is making it look like a Sunday drive challenging for a win. So they finally have a second driver this year who has the experience. Um, um, and, and I believe he has the mental fortitude to be able to get the best out of the car each and every weekend. He has that underdog mentality of, 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 of scrapping from the back and, and fighting to the front. Um, 
So I think it's going to be a, a, a good season. I do have a sneaking suspicion that Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton will will pull it out again. You know, you kind of get this illusion after after nine nine straight drivers championships. But um, I think it's I think it's going to be the most competitive season we've had in years between two different teams. Um, Red Bull has always been that team that challenged Ferrari for a time. Was also a team that challenged Mercedes. But they got caught cheating. They were doing something with their engine that was basically giving them, like, I don't know, they, super speed. Did they put a trash can in there like the Astros? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they, essentially. Essentially. So uh, F1, they, they discovered what uh, Ferrari was doing. And they reached a, a agreement, a non-public private agreement, which is very strange. Mm, sounds uh, Rob Manfredi. A very Rob Manfredi, very <laughs> behind the scenes, very weird. And all of a sudden, after they reached that agreement, Ferrari started sucking and coming in like 10th place. So it was definitely something funky that they were doing that was uh, not not kosher uh, and not within the regulations. So it should be a, it should be a good year. I think it, we're going to be in store for hopefully a good season. And I guess one last note before we move on. I had this crazy thought the other day, Doug. Imagine what would be going on if Ricardo had not left to Renault. Oh, man. I mean, so to explain to our uh, ignorant swine here, um, Daniel Ricardo was the B driver, sort of. It was more like a 1A, 1B sort of deal. Yep. Uh, for the first few years of Verstappen's career, back when he was a rookie, it was the first, gosh, I think the first two years of Verstappen's career, um, it was him and Daniel Ricciardo. And Ricciardo is entering, I think, his 11th season now. And so he was in his seventh, eighth, because he was definitely a veteran and Verstappen was, you know, coming up right on his tail and he decided, Ricardo decided to leave the team and go to Renault, uh, which is now Alpine. And it just, he's doing well in spite of the fact that he is in a lesser car than the Red Bull. So it, it kind of made me wonder what ha- what would happen right now if Ricardo decided to stay with Red Bull? They would pro- they would probably have won a championship by this point, or pretty I, close to. I think so because Ricardo's been the only one that's been able to match Max Verstappen in the same car on the track. That guy, his nickname is the Honey Badger. That guy is. Hmm incredible he 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 drives so aggressive he's one of the more aggressive drivers in the field and he absolutely extracts the maximum out of every single car i'm actually excited for him this year because he left renault he walked off his contract and he's with uh, mclaren now so again not at that red bull level but don't be surprised to see uh ricardo on the podium a few times this year maybe even contending for uh for a win for one of these races but I agree. If he had stayed with Red Bull, uh, Red Bull would be in a much better, much more competitive position than they have been these past few years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, man. That was 
uh, let's see. Ah, here's a pun. A crash course in, in Formula One. <laughs> All right. Okay. And, you know, it, I think I learned some things from Doug doing his, his streams on his shiny Xbox Series X. You oh, know? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been playing some of that stuff. I'll tell you that much, my friends. That. A little bit of F1 here and there. Might have to do some collabs as I, oh, as I watch in and we, we just talk about it. Okay. So, let's see. Uh, we are, whoa. Hour 24 minutes. I think we can call this the halfway point. Let's call this the halfway point, guys. And everybody knows what this means, but maybe Doug doesn't know. It wasn't a thing when he was when he was here. Side note, Freddie has three of them that he wants to list. Holy shoes. Okay. Well, uh, it's it's a word from our non-sponsors. Doug, we have people, places, things, concepts, what have you, that we've been enjoying over the last week, or maybe you've been enjoying over the last three years <laughs> since you haven't been on in that much time. But, yeah, we, we shout things out, and we, we, we give them, you know, they don't, they don't pay us. They don't pay us like, like Metallic Dice Games does. But we want to show them love anyways. So, oh, whoa. Okay, so Freddie wants to start off right away. So let's let's do that. He's got, oh, he's, he's feeling a little saucy today. Got some Sam Adams Wicked Hazy IPA. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So that is his non-sponsor yeah so mm, freddie must be celebrating something he's been getting a little tipsy lately for sure or he's a man of culture are we all over 21 years old i think we are so let's go <laughs> wicked hazy there you go it's good to be wicked super juice with haze for days oh i feel like i should be in colorado for this or something uh so yeah new england ipa there you go there's there's all of the stats for that so there's and yeah you can where can you find samuel adams as you can see what is this boston yeah this is boston this is definitely boston right here basically everywhere in boston you can find sam adams all right just 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 go into your local daycare they'll have sam adams there all right so Sam Adams, Wicked Hazy. That's that's Freddie's non-sponsor. Oh, boy. So who wants to go next? Who wants to present something that you've been enjoying? Uh, I'll go. I think I got a feel for, for, for the non-sponsor segment. So mm. Oh, you ahead. also have to come up with a fake promo code at the end. Oh, okay, okay. So I'll, 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 uh, I'll shout out. A service that I've been using for not only the past week but the past few months, Xbox Game Pass. Oh, yeah. In in my opinion, is the absolute craziest of value in gaming. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Xbox Game Pass is essentially like a Netflix for games, where you pay a monthly subscription and you get access to a whole bunch of games. But their their prices are. I think the standard subscription is fifteen or sixteen dollars a month. I stocked up on a bunch of Black Friday deals, so I'm basically paying seven dollars a month for like the next year. Mm. And um, they're adding a whole bunch of games, not just first party games, but third party games. 
I'm playing franchises that I've never played before, and I'm discovering them, like Wolfenstein. Believe it or not, I've never played Fallout. I'm playing Fallout now. Um, they have the Skyrim Elder Scrolls on there. They have the Yakuza games. I'm going to be jumping into those soon. Um, they just added Outriders, which is a brand new AAA game. Uh, day one, they just added it. Uh, sports games, NBA 2K, you've got Madden Football, FIFA, NHL. And the biggest news, uh, oh, you see Octopath Traveler over there, which is a game I'm looking forward to trying. Um, the biggest news from this past week is that they're having MLB The Show 21 day one available on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And the show has been a PlayStation exclusive for I don't know how many years now. And this is the first it, year it's going multi-platform. Yeah, it, it's made by Sony, so it's yeah, always it's, been exclusive to them. But exactly. they became really the only, aside from RBI Baseball, if you're a, if you're a peasant, <laughs> they're the only ones who've been making a Major League Baseball game. Uh, 2K went out, EA Sports went out, and they're really the the premium only one out there. Yeah, and they like you said, premium. They're nothing but rave reviews from them, more so than you know, two K or, or EA. Sony's been doing a stellar job with their their franchise, the show. And first year, it's, it goes multi platform, and it's available day one on Game Pass, a game developed by Sony, where Sony and PlayStation users have to pay full price on on day one. So I'm just gonna throw that in there, but um. Oh, you got the Doom series, Battlefield, Burnout Paradise Remastered. It includes e- the base package of EA Play. So they did struck a deal with EA Play, and they have a bunch of EA Play games on there as well. So literally, my backlog of games is never ending, and I'm okay with that. So thank you, Microsoft. Thank you, Xbox. And um, yeah, shout out to, to Game Pass. That's my uh, non-sponsor. Yeah, promo, code? promo code promo code uh dougie souls xbox rules new master <laughs> 24 oh my goodness <laughs> all right yeah i've okay so i got this gaming pc last year everybody knows this, this is what the show runs on and microsoft really wants me to get this game pass thing and uh, me and Charles, we've been getting a dent into our backlogs thanks to this virus here, and I just can't, I can't take that plunge, Doug. I really, <laughs> if I don't, if I, if I ever do, it, I will you will ne- drown. Uh, yes, will drown. I will. Dr- I will never beat uh, all the games that I already bought and paid for, and of course, I'm getting a ton of free games on PC because developers are literally giving them away and. It almost seems like Microsoft's literally giving them away, maybe for eight bucks or whatever. How, how many? How much is it? How much do you pay per month? What is it again? It's a standard membership is fifteen or sixteen dollars. Fifteen, but sixteen you can, bucks. Yeah, but you can frequently find deals Sheesh. where. Listen, you know, guys. I, I stacked up on a bunch of deals, and essentially until twenty twenty two, I'm paying seven dollars a Sheesh. month. Even we make fifteen or sixteen bucks off the show per month, so we could actually <laughs> pay for a Game Pass membership if we wanted to. And just share it amongst the three of us, but yeah, there, there. It was six. Uh, let's see. We don't. Oh. Charles has a PS4 and the Switch. Andrew's got a PS4, 
and his ancient Xbox consoles, his 360 and the Xbox One, or not the Xbox One, but the the original Xbox. And I got the game PC and the Switch and a bunch of old Nintendo stuff. So, yeah, but gosh darn it, man. I I get jelly when I see what, you know, it's like, oh, Doug's on Twitch right now. Oh, what's he playing? Oh, I'm playing like my 100th game in the last 100 days. (laughs) You know. what console do you have of the Xbox? I currently have a Series X. Yeah, he found one. He found one. I, uh had a couple of Twitter accounts I followed and midway through work I got a Twitter notification that there's some stock available at Best Buy jumped on it and I got lucky and I was able to snag one but I know uh consoles are tough to come by these days yeah and guys I just noticed here uh Freddie forgot his second but his third non-sponsor is us oh oh thank you that's his promo code is Happy Hunted. <laughs> it warms the cockles of my heart. Yes, yes, indeed. We oh. appreciate we appreciate you, Freddie. You've you've stuck with us thick and thin through mm. our our insane madness. And we were super thin <laughs> way back when. We're 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 getting thick there. Might add a second C to that thick. <laughs> we're taking steroids for so. mm. Jose Canseco, baby. Oh boy. All right. Me and um, another BU. friend of the show, BU, are like kind of like how you had the fifth beetle. Uh, they are the fifth goofs. Yeah. The, the, was it the the was it the twelfth man in Seattle? What are we gonna call it? You know. It's... Excuse me. It was. It started at Texas A and M. Yeah, but and actually Jimbo Seattle was there, so who cares? Seattle uh, <laughs> basically weakens counts that. Yeah pays royalties to Texas A&M to use that. Yeah, well, who wants to go next? Um, I'll go next. Mm. So, real quick update. Cold job alert. We're we're close to getting one, guys. It's (laughs) 3-0 right now, middle of six. Uh, Let's see, yeah. Cole has pitched six innings, 12 strikeouts. No runs, no errors, just four hits. Let's see, our our team updates real quick. The Rays are up 2-1 on Boston. At the moment, let's see. The Panthers are up one nothing on the Hurricanes. They have yet to beat them this year, so I hope that happens. The Lightning are losing to the Jackets two nothing, so they're in what I would consider a slump for them. And yes, the cold job for a while. Yeah, the cold job is at three nothing lead right now for the O or for the Yanks over the over the Orioles. Holy crap! The Reds are spanking the Pirates fourteen to nothing. Sheesh. All right. And, oh, the Marlins are winning. 2 nothing over St. Louis. Hey. They, have big, they have a big inning going right now. Oh, fantastic. Oh, and how, how are the Heat doing? Where, where are they? That game know. starts at... Uh, They're playing... Oh. Who are they playing? Memphis? Yeah. Memphis. Memphis. Oh, okay. So they, sh- they should win that game, but... <laughs> I don't it's know. It's 37-34 Memphis. Okay. Well, the, 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 they'll pull away. They'll find a way. This will be the depot. This is the depot game, guys. This is where it happens. Culture. This Culture. is where it happens. Let's go. Okay. All right, Charles, go ahead. So, boys, I'm a sellout. I'm a sellout because I was going... It's the 100th episode, so it kind of has to mean something to me. It was something that isn't kind of random, but isn't something I've kind of talked about, but also has a purpose for a lot of people. So there's been two things that's been going on in my life over the weekend, right? 
the first step is I have fallen into the terrible cycle of watching television on my YouTube, like little snippets, little scenes, a particular show. And I loved it. You always hear it being a masterclass of a show, but you always feel like it's a little slept on because not everybody likes to talk about loving inner city Baltimore drug dealers like I do, apparently. And I've been watching clips of The Wire like crazy. Oh. I own The Wire on DVD. Back when you bought stuff on DVD, I own that stuff. It's so good. Uh, two shows that really just kind of foundationally developed me into my like of what true entertainment ought to be in great screenwriting and acting was The Wire on HBO and The Shield on FX. Mind you, I did love Rescue Me and Nip Talk, but those are different reasons. They're kind of goofy. One was a Dickensian tale about drug dealers and drug lords and corrupt politicians and cops. And one was just a Shakespearean tragedy in The Shield with Jesus Christ, that stuff so messes up my head. But I find The Wire to be very quotable. I work in a field where maybe I see some of that action you know, a little bit. So I've been just subjected to it. And then over the weekend, I saw Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong. So how do I see this, you guys? And how can I see The Wire? HBO Max. Oh, I'm selling out. I have it. <laughs> I saw God. Okay, Godzilla versus Kong. It's really kind of stupid for the first hour, and then the next hour, it's really good. The fights are fine, but once you get it, it's more of a Kong movie. I don't know why you even got those name into it, but the fights are ridiculous. It's like a six, but it's a popcorn flick six, so really it pushes it to like a seven. Um, but HBO Max, it the problem is with there's too many streams, so you have to decide what you want to do. Amazon Prime or Amazon Video, I don't even consider it as part of the thing because really that's just an additional package for paying for Prime. So you have to look into hard visit. Netflix, is it Hulu? There's Paramount Plus, uh, I think Freddie B. You and I had talked about on prior shows. We now have um, Peacock, which I have to get for WB. I have to pick like a favorite child sometimes and what to devote my time on. Hulu's where my anime is. I finished up season four of My Hero Academia last night. And, you know, Attack on Titan's going to get continued because. I now realize I have seasons two, three, and four to watch, but I want to watch The Wire. I, I, I'm getting back into it. The last time I had rewatched it was when we were in law schools. Uh, first year for me, I had got up to season one, episode 10 after Kima gets shot. And it, it is just fantastic. So I guess it's like a lot of love with The Wire and to HBO Max, but you could watch it. You don't have to go and buy DVDs. You don't have to go to your local FYU, which probably has those box sets. If you want to watch that, if you want to watch, Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong. You want to watch a 1932 movie called Vampires? Me and my buddy were like, what the hell is all this stuff? If you want to see every bad superhero movie in a very overrated Zack Snyder Snyder cut, I'm saying, didn't watch it. I have no need to. Four hours? This ain't Goodfellas. This ain't The Irishman. This isn't Lord of the Rings, Two Towers Extended Edition. It's just a guy being able to buffer in the stuff that he messed up on in the first time with a bad screenplay that was already probably bad when he wrote mm-hmm. it. And Josh Whedon probably crapped it mind you i did like justice league as a popcorn flick so if you want to watch some popcorn flicks if you want to see hbo max original series like harley quinn which is actually quite witty and hilarious if you got a superhero horror on the way i have every time i see garrett cole on the mound because he's my superman you can watch the titans you could watch the original batman the anime series own that on blu-ray um batman beyond superman adventures you can watch all those fun little things you like a little bit of drama in your life Let's see a little bit of drama. You want going on? They have a whole collection. They even have anime. So once I finish Attack on Titan season two, three, and four, and I heard part four is getting a part two, they got to quit this stuff on me. Maybe I'll watch Jujutsu Kaisen because I've heard nothing but hysterical stuff about that I would like it. And because they have a deal with Crunchyroll. You can watch so much stuff of it, you pay like 15 bucks a month. That's 
That, that's a Taco Bell a week for Charles. I can do it. And it's going to allow me to watch The Wire. I'm going to continue off where I left off, too. It's like 56 episodes or 56 minutes an episode. Um, but I got to do it, man, because each phase is a different phase. Season one's the intro. Season two is the boatyard and then the Greeks and you get the drug smugglers. Season three is back into the game with the new Hungry Wolf. Season four is just the most depressing season you'll ever watch. I cried at a certain scene when a little Randy's like, what about me, man? Season five, I thought it had a very good finale coming into it. So if you want to watch all those shows that you're told, you can watch Inuasha. Overrated. If you want to watch all those shows that you've heard great things about, because that's the beautiful thing I would say about these streaming things. It gives you a broad access because Paramount was CBS Viacom, Peacock's NBC Universal, but it's not as if they're known for the full movies, but HBO's Warner Bros. So you even get Looney Tunes, you get some holiday stuff. You can see the god-awful Batman for Superman where Jesse Eisenberg just really ruins like Luthor. I like it. I'm going to give it a sponsorship because I know I'm going to watch The Wire. I know I saw Godzilla Comics because the other thing about HBO Max, and this is terrible for directors, producers, anybody trying to get additional money on the box office sales of these movies, but what's HBO doing? Like, listen, for the first month that we release these things, you could just watch on HBO Max, $15 a month instead of going to the theaters because of the Boris. And I love that strategy for me because I don't want to go back to a theater yet. Yes, I understand the big screen, but my buddy Houdini's got like a 55-inch LG OLED television. That makes it pop. Godzilla looked nice and Godzilla. Kong looked nice and Kongy. Not Donkey Kong, but Kongy enough. Mortal Kombat comes out in three weeks, guys. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to get over here. It's going to be great. And then you can also watch The Wire. You can watch Barry, which is a fantastic show. And I hate The Wire. So I want to know what happens in season three. And there's other stuff. You can also watch like True Blood, which is just okay. So that's my non-sponsor. HBO Max. Um, promo code because it's Warner Bros. So I'll just say that's all, folks. Oh, you can also watch Game of Thrones, too. So uh, HBO Max, that's all, folks. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, good one. All right, Andrew, do you have something? Yes, I do. My non-sponsor is Audacity. The Audacity. Oh, that's the second time we've had that, but I know why. Well, I'm sure you... Well, you were probably the one that did it before, but in my case, I did my first solo podcast basically without francisco's help for the most part uh the other night it was the first edition of sports bar where mm. we where we di- uh, dive into where sports and law intersect if you're interested in checking that out it is on pretty much every single podcast platform yeah it is it is andrew has created the actual serious side of the sports goose media empire i don't know what you call that but yes it is his baby his project that he's been wanting to do for a long time by the way and he finally 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 did it finally did it so yes wherever you find our podcast it's listed as a bonus episode that way it stands out so different from from our sports goose but yes it's sports bar and he did a fantastic conversation about a certain NCAA case in front of the Supreme Court. Yeah, I covered uh, with a friend of mine, Zach, who's an attorney out in Kansas City. Uh, we covered the NCAA v. Alston case, which is the one discussing discussing educational benefits for college athletes that the Supreme Court heard on March 31st. So 
that was very enlightening even for me uh he he actually wrote an article about that case back when it was at the trial court level so there was a ton that i learned about it and i i'm hoping that it kind of becomes sort of the legal eagle of sports if you will because as i mentioned on the show in the introduction sports and law meet up everywhere so it's it's kind of a treasure trove of content and i figured hey we're most of us are lawyers and hopefully i will be soon as well and who better to talk about it than people who know the law so why do i bring up audacity because audacity i edited the show through audacity francisco recommended it to me and i once I started it up, I remember that I had actually used Audacity back when I was at UCF because I had to edit a couple of videos, a couple of videos or a couple of audio only assignments. And that was the, the program that we used was Audacity. So I had a bit of experience, but man, it was just shaking off the rust, but eventually I got the hang of it. So audacity really saved my life there and so far i've heard nothing but positive reviews from people who have listened to it so thanks thanks to them for helping me get a, a good start on that solo project and here's to many more promo code oh the audacity very good very good yeah very easy to use by the way i'm glad very it's open good. source it's free Mac, Linux, Windows, whatever you have, you can use it. And and, and, and uh, yeah, I've been cutting this show and my other podcast. I might actually spin that off. Charles and I might have another project. Who knows? That, that, that's something I might have to discuss with him soon enough anyways. He doesn't know about this. He's, he's just finding out. <laughs> As he's playing, I'm assuming, Diablo in the background, but I'm not sure. We're, we're still on Diablo. We're on okay. Act 5. So, okay. side note. This is going to be the game that got through almost an entire season yeah. of us going to the background. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. So I wanted to be the last one because my non-sponsor is this actual show. <laughs> yes, Sports Goose. This show. We are not humble. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, no, I am incredible. I am a proud papa right now. I am a proud papa. That we made it to 100 episodes. I, I've been reading about podcasts, and we we grinded for a long time. <laughs> we tried to make it on YouTube and all this other stuff, and it was hard. But then there was a big change that we made back in October. When I'm like, uh, I, we we used to be on SoundCloud. That's what we used to be on. But SoundCloud wouldn't allow us to have all of our episodes on there without paying and like uh i don't want to actually put money into this venture do i so like this was all just for fun this is what we made it for you know it wasn't for making money but then i'm like oh let me look around and i heard about another and i heard about anchor okay let's put all the things there and anchor was like oh there's no limits here you know just only the limit as far as like how the size of the the file for each episode but no limit to how many episodes you can have and i'm like Okay, I will spend the next month to convert every single one of our episodes into podcast format. And by we had 80 at that point. I'm like, this is going to take a while. 
So luckily the virus hit and I was able to have time to do all of that. And when when all of that happened, when it was starting, it was like, okay, the, the numbers weren't that high. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, kind of used to it by now. But then something hit in December. When, and I showed the guys, like there was like there was a graph. There was a graph that went straight up into the sky, kind of like Dogecoin, which I'm hoping keeps going straight up into the sky. Please, please go high. I, I need to become a millionaire in five years, please. <laughs> so, so yes, that happened. And it was a huge surprise for us. And then it was kind of, it, it steadied. And now it's consistent as to what it is. And, and we're, we're trending in the right direction. And we started making money a little bit on the side. We, we went to Taco Bell to celebrate, you know, like. It was delicious. I am happy with the way things, it kind of, it gave us a second win, really. Because we went through the pandemic where we were just grasping at straws as to what we could talk about when there was nothing else going on. We went through all of that. Like this show could have ended last year. It really could have. There were points where it could have. But gosh darn it, we it's like we need to keep going for some reason. We were just stubborn. We just like, let's just keep going. Let's just keep doing it. It was fun. It was fun for us. And now it's it's become something more. Now it's like, hey, people are knocking on the door. Hey, Andrew's got his his spin off there. Hey, Charles is a wrestling guru now. And people so we actually had somebody ask him a question about his Rex wrestling expertise. Like things are things have happened and I don't think it would have happened if we didn't do this show. So opportunities have opened up and I'm looking forward to what the next hundred could be and and I think we'll get there faster than three years because we did have a long pause and some pauses here and there. But I think we, we will have slightly more steady place in this when something else happens in this apocalypse that we're having. Who knows? But regardless, I'm, I'm, I'm a proud papa right now, guys. I am. So, As are we all. So, As are we all. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this, is, this has been great. And uh, promo code... And there's a driver. To, there's a driver to deep left field <laughs> by Castellanos, and it's now a four nothing ball game. I don't know when I'll put this headset on again. So that's the promo code. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably yes. be in a month or so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be back in a month for sure. We're gonna have the fast food draft for sure. That's gonna be a fun thing. I hope Andrew, we need you to smuggle some people in, and let's let's make it a fun. NFL draft. Doug, you can join us as well if you can. Absolutely. We'll probably be simulcasting as I'm covering the draft for. for oh, our- that's right. Yes, and your Andrew is, of course, moderator RCFB. So there you go. Okay. So that's yeah. Oh man, this this is a long show, guys. This is a long, long show. If anybody needs to go, you know. You know, what? It's fine. That's okay. But we we we're not done by any means, whatsoever. I I do have some other stuff here, guys. Uh, I guess something that happened over the weekend that was I guess kind of big in sports media was Bally Sports started. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bally in the Valley. <laughs> yes, Bally Sports. Everybody, no more Fox Sports. At least regionally, I think the. Regular Fox Sports Channel, FS1, is still alive, I think, right? Or am I wrong about that? 
FS1's still alive. Okay. I don't so think any of us, the, anybody uh, watches FS1 anyways, but still. No. <laughs> it was just the regional Fox uh, networks, which they sold. Fox ended up selling to Disney at first, and I, then Disney sold it to the Sinclair Group. Okay. All right. So that that's that's what happened. So a bunch of what was formerly Fox Sports, most of them transferred over to become Valley Sports, including us down here in Florida with Valley Sports Florida and Valley Sports Sun now. Used to be Fox Sports Sun and and Fox Sports Florida. And a long time ago, used to be Sports Channel Florida and the Sunshine Network, if anybody remembers that. From the, I remember the Sunshine Network. From, nice from the 90s. Yeah. That's a callback. That is some ancient stuff right there. Of course, I am the Marlins historian, so I have to remember stuff like that. But, but okay. What do you guys think? R- reviews of Bally Sports so far after, like, what? It's been a week, right? It's been a week now since they, since they made a change. Don't, don't you all start at once. Come on now. I can't comment on it because I haven't watched anything. Mm. Like I said, I'm stuck to sling when it comes to any kind of my basic stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a bit, I've, I've seen the Twitter feeds Doug, from you, from yeah. Jeremy, but that's about it. Doug, you, well, I guess you just came onto, I guess, a cable package subscription just now. So you got all of this stuff back. So you, Correct. you hadn't, I, I guess you hadn't really seen much of Fox Sports lately, but now you see Ballet Sports. What do you think of it? I had, Fox Sports for exactly one day before we transitioned to the atrocity that is Valley Sports. And first off, let me just uh, pay tribute here. I'm going to play some terrible audio. It may not come through okay, but let me just pay tribute to the Fox Sports team real quick. <laughs> We are Florida. <laughs> oh, the heat one, yes. R.I.P. It's a theme, and also the Panthers uh, theme is legendary as well. Now that now they got some generic ass Valley Sports theme <laughs> for every single sport. I believe it's the same whether it's baseball, basketball, or uh, hockey. So uh, there's that, and then on top of that. Another thing, every single time I hear Bally Sports and I see the logo, I think of Bally's Fitness, which was an old gym. (laughs) It's an old gym we used to have down here that I think they went bankrupt or something. So I'm not sure how that bodes, if that bodes well for the Bally Sports Network. Um, That's point of contention number two. And then the biggest point of contention I have is their on-screen graphics for the games, their scoring graphics. My God, it's the same logo. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's the same thing. I guess they own the the brand, I'm assuming. So from what I heard, Sinclair... They used to make arcade cabinets, too, or pinball cabinets. Right. They're they're primarily a casino company, I believe. They're involved in sports gambling and, and sports betting. So apparently Sinclair, the media group, reached an agreement with, with Bally's Entertainment for them to brand their name on the regional sports networks. And supposedly, in due time, Bally's wants to introduce uh, betting odds and, you know, betting information into the live broadcast. But um, mm. their, their graphics look straight out of 2002. 
I mean, you've got a giant gray bar on the bottom of the screen with horrible gradients and so much wasted space. It is, it is terrible. It is terrible. It, 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 it hurts my eyes. It really hurts my eyes. So Valley Sports, if you're listening to this, Sinclair Media, if you're listening to this, please reach out to Francisco. Put, okay. put, put, put him in charge and he'll come up with something a million times better than what you guys came up with. So, yeah, not 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 too pleased with the uh, Bally Sports transition. Thankfully, the on-air talent has remained the same. So, uh, uh, that's the only saving grace. I'm flattered, Doug. Thank you. Uh, I want to get Andrew's opinion because we kind of... He gave me the, the I guess, the, I guess the go-ahead when I when we transition our look from our old look to our current look but andrew what do you think so far of valley sports <sighs> oh boy not a fan. yikes <laughs> okay <laughs> not a fan um you know someone mentioned and i i wholeheartedly agree with this that hockey is not made for a a bottom ticker sport is not a sport designed for a bottom ticker. Uh, you okay. know, Fox Sports had it in the upper left. I feel that that works better because it doesn't obstruct much or any of the view of the game because, well, the puck is on the ice. Mm, the I, I understand. I, I think I get what you mean. So, so, mm-hmm. And it's it's not an even bar either. I, I'm watching the lightning game right now, so I'm I'm looking right at it. The shot markers jut up, so it's it's a very discombobulating. Not oh, 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 Freddie's right. He found a mistake in the the the, the sports ticker for the this clip of the Heat game. It does say the Atlantic Hawks instead of the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Well, to be fair, they're trash. Good trash, but trash. Wait, and also, what are they, what are they Charles? Yeah, you, you know, they're at that point. Where it's trash. Yes. They're, they're that kind of trash. They're not like trash. They're trash. Mm. Okay. Also, Stan doubled. <laughs> so, oh gosh. Okay. So, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I. I do like how they are able to put a little bit of extra info on the bottom. For example, and Vasilevsky saved that, thank God, and the guy was on a breakaway. For example, you have line scores of other games. I have been told repeatedly in the Marlins game that the roof is open, which, <laughs> holy crap, the roof is open. Well, it's actually nice weather so far in Miami this this early into April, I mean, I'm surprised to be honest. Surprised. Um. So it it's got to, it's got its pluses. It's got its minuses. I think something else that I'm not a huge fan of is that Fox Sports's logo fit in better with more more teams it was 
a sprinkling, a sprinkling of blue, but it was mostly a grayish color. So it, it worked, it fit in with more teams' color schemes. But here it's just a bright freaking red. And for the teams that I follow, which is the Rays and the Lightning, having that jarring big old B, red and white B up there is kind of, ah. Uh, it, it just does not work. I, uh-huh. I'm hoping that they'll get some graphic designers in to kind of I... work on it because mm-hmm. and it's weird because right. the trend with score bugs, as they're called, is smaller. Over the years, it's been getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So all of a sudden you have this big ass thing on the bottom and it's just going completely against the grain. Okay. So it's it's taken away the the real estate like you said Andrew not only in hockey but I uh saw mentioned on the baseball reddit as well. It's hard to see how much of a lead if there's a runner on second base it's hard to see how much of a lead he's taking now because you got that big gray bar on the bottom. Exactly. So. It's uh, it's definitely a problem for for multiple sports, um, and hopefully so, they 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 rethink and revisit their their concept on this. Hopefully so soon. I, I'm okay. So let, I've I'm starting to get used to it. I like some of the things they did. I do like the fact that they've that they've moved the ticker all the way to the bottom because I guess this is the video game player in me. I really I like very clean screens with little heads up display. That's just me. I just like seeing all, especially now that I have this gaming PC. I've been playing games in 4K, like Metal Gear Solid Five or something like that. Like it's just like, whoa, this is this is great. I can see everything. There's not a bunch of stuff on the screen. Only when I need to pop something up, I like that. I like I like having all of the the baseball there showing. But I think maybe they. They could do some changes. I don't know if that could be on the top. It used to be on the top way back when for Fox Sports. Uh, it used to be all the way on the top, and that's how they had it. So I don't know if they could just reverse it, do it that way. Uh, on the baseball broadcast, they do have the the scores from the other games happening, the out-of-town scores, and they have the logos and things. I think that looks good and all right. But for some reason, they don't do that for the NHL or the NBA, and it kind of makes it look very boring with that gray and white. It, it just kind of, it's there, you know? I don't know if it's like a, it could be the font choice that they had that's not, it just doesn't pop or click for a lot of people. I don't mind the where they have the scores and things and they have the team colors. That's fine. And everything else, as we're saying of an example here with baseball, but maybe... Uh, and it could be a brand thing. Maybe Bally, Bally the, the company, because of the licensing agreement that they have with Sinclair, is like uh, they have to have their brand. So basically, no, it has to be a a B, a white B with a red background. It has to be that. It's nothing else, or in, or vice versa with white and red. It just, you have to have white and red, either either that color or the other color. You can't have anything else, and that's. A lot of brands have very strict rules about how you use their license. Like, uh, here's an example: Pac-Man. N- uh, Bandai Namco has Pac-Man, and they 
for Super Smash Brothers, the alternate color for Pac-Man, he himself could only be yellow. That the the official yellow color of Pac-Man that they specifically told Nintendo, you cannot change this shade of yellow. He has to be yellow. We have him wear all kinds of different things, but he himself, his body has to be this exact shade of yellow. And that could be it. That could be what's going on. So they may not have much flexibility with regards to that red and white. Because if I had to make a change, I would, like Andrew said, like it kind of clashes with the teams that he follows with the Lightning and the Rays. And even the Magic, too. The same thing. They're all blue in some way. Maybe if they if they could loosen it up and be like, maybe it could be in the team colors of whatever team you're watching, right? That, could... that, would, that would definitely be... That would definitely be an improvement, I think. Yeah, just to match the the team colors, uh, kind of like when you see like the the NBA sponsored things on their on the left side of the jerseys, and some companies have it in their colors, and it looks awful depending on the team. And some companies are like, "Oh, just make have it match the team the team colors," and it looks great for for a lot of a lot of teams. Just having it integrated that way, it's like okay, it's their logo, but in the team colors of X team. So maybe that could be a change if they can kind of loosen it up a bit. And I kind of have an issue with all of the gray. <laughs> it looks very not sleek. I think they were trying to make it look sleek, but it didn't work in the execution. Like it just kind of yeah. looks boring rather than sleek. You know what I mean? Agreed. I don't know if there could be some visual flair that they can add to it. Maybe like a little shimmer. Get some. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Just get some game designers in there because they know how to make a heads-up display and see if that could work. Maybe something a little flashier. Maybe just have the score and have that B stuff. Whenever it, whenever you do want to show it, it kind of just extends out. And then when it's done, it extends back in and it's just the B right there at the end and that's where it cuts off. And I think, Doug, you made the suggestion that the bottom could be where they want the odds for betting once gambling becomes more prevalent in sports as more states start to approve that stuff. But whatever, it's the first year. I'm sure this is not going to be the final thing from Bally Sports. I'm pretty darn sure they will look at the feedback and maybe even change it for, or at least at least have the flexibility for some regions to be like, can it be in the team colors or something? So it could be a little more interesting or at least match. But yeah, that's our aesthetics. And I haven't really been paying attention to the music. But some of their transitions, I don't I don't mind either. I think they have some pretty good transitions. But there is a sort of, I guess, genericness to their stuff. That, you know, it's a one-size-fits-all type of thing going on. And that might be a thing people don't like so we'll see we'll see well yeah all right so there you go bally sports everybody they're gonna be with us for quite a while for sure all right hmm where are we we are at the two hour mark guys let me look i don't think i'll be doing all the small segments i will roll these over into the next season i think i talked about the things that i wanted to talk about for sure you guys talked about f1 uh, oh, I guess a big thing, right? Major League Baseball stripped Atlanta of the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing that went down. 
So, yeah, the infamous Georgia law that restricts voter access to the polls has been met with a lot of pushback from a lot of corporations and not just yeah so not just people not just people advocacy groups for for voter rights or anything like that or civil civil rights but also from corporations including some big ones in the state of georgia like like coca-cola of all of all of all which is like the biggest one there and because of all this controversy major league baseball rock Gosh darn it, Rob Manford. You do some things right, then you do some things wrong. What are you trying to do to us, man? But the All-Star Game, supposed to be in Atlanta. I hate the Braves. I'm happy this happened. (laughs) So, yes, they got pulled and they got moved over to Colorado. All right. And what do you guys think? I'm, I'm on board with this. Uh that it could be a, a sports bar topic, Andrew. Saying, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I'm I was debating. I was debating about it. I'm debating about making this a sports bar episode. So I know that a lot of politicians are basically saying, "We don't want your politics, but donate to us." There are quite a few that are are saying that, and. I, I think that's a terrible idea. And I'm trying to put politics aside here. Eh, eh, screw it. <laughs> the last one. Come on now. <laughs> it, it is so... I, I have seen a lot of unconstitutional laws, whether it's in law school or just having experienced it in real life. But it's been a while since I've seen one that is so blatantly unconstitutional and so blatantly intended to disenfranchise voters. I mean, all of it's bad enough. The the voter ID thing, the re- reduction of amount of time that you're allowed to vote, things like that. And you know what this is going to be challenging? for strict scrutiny <laughs> oh, I, I oh, shudder <laughs> I shudder um, PTSD con law is good too actually out of all the classes we did in law school that's that's up there um, as classes I actually enjoy to retain but Jesus that man. was my favorite class it's my favorite subject my favorite class that was the only class that I really did well in but anyway the it is so you're not allowed to give people food and water seriously come on mm. that, that just right there makes it so blatantly the rest of it is blatantly obvious the rest of it is obvious that take that little provision little provision there which is you can't give people food and water or you will get arrested. It's so blatantly an attempt to franchise voters. So it's beyond blatant. So, 
I mean, you've got movie producers who are saying they will not shoot in Georgia, which is cool. But you you have to show the politicians there are going to be repercussions for doing what they did. And this is a big repercussion here. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but it's been shown in the past that if a sports league is willing to remove an event from there they will politicians will eventually see the lights and one case that i can think of was the the transgender bathroom law in north carolina where it was the ncaa decided to remove a tournament round from there there was the what else Ah, yes, Mississippi. The NCAA said they were going to not allow any of their championship tournaments to be held in Mississippi unless they changed their flag. So it's it's putting your money where your mouth is. If you're truly about Black Lives Matter, if you're truly about social change, if you're truly about making a difference as a league, as players this is a no brainer decision. And I know the Braves are saying, Oh, it's, it's punishing the people. It's hell. Yeah. It's punishing the people. You know, you, you got to make a point here. <laughs> and if it's pissing the people off that they will not have the all-star game any longer or anything like that, maybe that'll push them to, you know, Hey, politicians you know maybe this is not such a good idea can can you you know change your mind here or it'll little by little you're if you up the pressure on the politicians who did this you know something may change because again uh, we we try not to talk politics here i get that i'm the moral compass of the show and i try to deviate I stay away from politics as much as possible, but I think it's a given unless I think it's a given unless you are totally blind and ignorant, or if you are either you are just blind ignorant or if you are willful willfully ignorant. This is totally a voter disenfranchisement law. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to get into that. I will just go into because of course twitter is a fantastic place where you can have really intelligent conversations for sure i I don't mean that seriously guys but people who are making the argument that this is going to hurt businesses and yes it is supposed to that's what that's what all this is supposed to be for where they are hurting them this is the punishment this is the punishment and people who weren't involved with this are gonna get hurt and that's also part of the thing as far as making the point. But one of the things is, people are saying, well, this is an uh, argument, well, it'll hurt minorities because Atlanta is a mostly is mostly uh, African-American black city. It is. I've been to Atlanta plenty of times. I like Atlanta. It's a, it's a pretty cool town. And But I was thinking about this. I'm like, yeah, okay. But the Braves don't play in Atlanta anymore. They play in Cobb County. They don't play in Atlanta. 
They left Atlanta. The Atlanta Braves are the example of the white flight franchise. <laughs> you know, this is they are in a suburb that was created just for them. So this it's not like this thing is taking place in the middle of Atlanta next to the Coca-Cola company. It's not. It's taking place someplace else. So uh, maybe some hotels that were going to get some stuff from Atlanta. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was going to happen for sure. But this All-Star game was happening in Cobb County. And Cobb County was was the one hoping for all this stuff. So that's not an argument that I think is is going to fly here, folks. All right, Atlanta. All right, people in Georgia. Yeah, you blew it. <laughs> you blew it. There you go. That's what it is. Cue the Adam Sandler meme. Okay. <laughs> so that's all I got to say. I don't want to keep talking about it. <laughs> Nobody else wants to talk about it. That's it, right? Congratulations, yeah, I, mean, I, got, I got nothing. The home run derby is going to be fun. All right. Absolutely. I, I, I tweeted this. The MLB ha- Manfred, if you're listening to this, hear me now. Get rid of the humidor for the home run derby. Yes. Humidor, juiced baseballs. Let's do it. Get a, Let bring back the juiced baseballs. Get rid of the humidor. We want bombs. I want people running for their lives. That's Stan cool. needs to be in, in that home run derby. Like, if we're going to be doing that, mm. let's just throw Stan in there, have him hit 550 foot home runs. Let's no, because just... he's gonna get hurt. Yes, dog. that's what he. I, I can't... The guy's made out of glass. Come on now. <laughs> like, look, it's seven zero. Cole's getting his job, so we're just doing. A, of course, it happens on the hundredth episode. Seven innings, four hits, zero runs, thirteen strikeouts. This man, this you know, it's it's a two hander. That's what it is. It's a twofer. Stan's gonna get hurt. He also did doubling an RBI in there. So, like, no, Doug. I want. I would love him to get there because the same we have. Um, rejuvenated him because all people remember is Dingers anyway, the home run derby, but I can't afford to get him hurt. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too much I risk. Yeah. Too much I risk. Him or Aaron Judge. What's the rule, Francisco? Has to be healthy by the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see about that. We'll see if he makes it. We will see if he makes it. Oh, another thing. I just want to keep... This is another one I just want to talk about. Guys, uh, speaking of HBO Max, Charles... Yes. Space Jam trailer came out. <sighs> Did you all see it? Yep. yep. Let's get some thoughts on the Ready Player One basketball edition. May I start? Mm. Mm. <laughs> so the last couple of episodes, we've kind of had like, I know I introduced like the top films of or top music and everything. The top movie of 1996 was a story about a man named Michael Jordan, you may have heard of him. Well, this was an, a biography, essentially. It was a documentary. We just didn't see it. Where he was losing it. And little did we know until it was revealed months and years later that there was other life, folks. If you can't see me, guess what I'm doing? The meme, aliens. They were trying to fight basically for the soul of planet Earth. And one man, technically three men. Michael Jordan, Bill Murray, Wayne Knight. Three brave soldiers, the cast of cartoon characters that we grew up with, which is relevant to my A What's Up Doc conversation, fought the monsters played by an excellent Danny DeVito. Why don't we think of CGI? I'm saying right now, Danny DeVito, you listening? Follow us on Twitter, FJOJR, Charles the Troop, Dan Frijoles, uh, you know, Sports Goose. Doug, what's yours? Is it Dougie Souls or, or is it a professional one? 
Doug. No. You alive? Doug. It's D Soul as in S O U L and an R. Okay. Well, I'm back. Speaking of, he's he's alive. So speak. So speaking of soul, Space Jam was all soul. I'm convinced Danny DeVito was actually that straight up alien. You know, that was him without the Hollywood makeup. But anyway, Michael Jordan basically saved our lives. Saved our world. Had his talent taken from him. A little bit of motivational juice with Lola and Tweety Bird and Granny and all those other stuff. And poor Daffy. You know, I think I was in there. Pepe Le Pew's not as loved anymore for certain things. It was great. It was foundational at 31 years old, 32 in August. It still shines my light. Has fantastic soundtracks. Come on in, Sam, and welcome to the jam. Right, right there. Everybody get up. It's time to jam now. And then I believe I believe I can fly came from that too. And who can forget, you know, when Michael Jordan defied the law of physics and just stretched his hand to get that slam dunk in. And then I get this trailer, which is obviously imagination. It is not a documentary of Michael Jordan. It comes from the fictitious mind of LeBron James, <laughs> who always has to use his imagination to follow Jordan. Ooh, that bird. You know, it's funny. Doug, you didn't listen last year with LeBron with Lakers. I said now he's in contention the same level as Jordan. I love that because it's true in my opinion. But we get this trailer, and it just felt wrong on everything. It kind of felt like <sighs> I've never done ecstasy or LSD, but this is what I feel like if I did all those at one time while watching HBO Max's Looney Tunes, I just get all colors of the wind. That's a Pocahontas reference. Love that song too. I think that also came out in 1996. Was it 1995? Maybe 1997. I did not like the trailer. I was not crazy about it. LeBron, your acting is bad. One thing for sure I will say, Michael is a better actor than you. It's weird because he were in a train wreck, but it was all like wooden. I like the idea of, hey, um, you know, Son, you should do this. And the boy's like, no. But then we're going to get like Don Cheadle going on this whole song and dance with now villain. Why couldn't he just be Don Cheadle? Why couldn't he just be evil Don Cheadle? Like, why couldn't it be Don Cheadle? Get this out if you ever seen the Jumanji games. Why literally could it not be Don Cheadle voice dubbed by Danny DeVito? Like, give me that. Make it consistent. Said we're going to give it to the tune verse and brings up everybody. And, you know, Peppy's on in there. And, I, I don't even know because Pepe's weird and I get it, but it, it's an old time, not a new time. There's some politics involved in that. You guys take it out as it is. Lola's back. That's cool. R- Lola hasn't been you know relevant, but I'm just scared a little bit in there because it's a furry craze going on. Anti-craze. I don't know about that stuff. I was not impressed. I have very strong feelings about this, as you can tell. This is like the catch grab. This is for like those young little six-year-old kids who are like, I'm being a problem with it. And then this is not for the 31-year-old man who would – Little boy, you can't pay money for the movie. I can. I would have gone. It would have been great if you made a good thing. But Andrew and I talked about this. I will only be – and, yeah, there's the NBA players, but yet they're coming in like Cybertron and stuff like that. Somebody looks like a transporter. Damian Lillard's in there. You have the Ready Player One edition. I don't like it. But Andrew and I talked about this. End it with the debate of Michael Jordan has a cameo. Going to try to dunk on LeBron or vice versa, and we get it to, like, fade to black. You never know. But this is – I can't show my children this, guys. Space Jam will be there. I will literally play Space Jam during the birth of my child. I'm not even kidding. It's just how it is. You know, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. Think about every night and day, spread my wings and fly away. I do not believe I can soar if I saw this movie. And you guys have never seen a movie with me. If I saw this at literal theaters, if I hate it, 
from start to finish, it basically becomes uh, Waldorf and Statler from the Muppets. I hope <laughs> Granny dunks on Dame, though. But, you know, Dame needs his love, too. That's my very strong feelings. And I will watch it on HBO Max because, you know, it's all together. But I'm going to hate it. Oh, boy. Ugh, anybody else have thoughts on the trailer? No? Nothing? No. Uh, I, I, I did watch it, like Charles. Um, I don't believe it's going to come anywhere near the original. It's not going to come anywhere near the original. You can't replace the magic of, of, of Michael Jordan. Uh, as much as LeBron wants to, it, it's just not going to happen. I did find it funny, however, that they... Uh, unknowingly or maybe knowingly incorporated the uh le gm meme into the trailer with lebron and the whiteboard assembling the uh his squad which he does in real life with all of his other teams so i thought that was kind of uh funny <laughs> but uh yeah aside from that i mean i'm gonna watch it just because it's on hbo max i have hbo max um but my expectations of it are not too high especially after that trailer I'm uh I'm kind of like it was intriguing just to see I wanted to see how LeBron acted and I could tell you this much he is I will see how his real life human acting goes but he is definitely not a voice actor from the little bit that we saw of him as a cartoon character so oh absolutely not yeah definitely not a voice actor i think voice acting is probably one of the harder things to do because you got to really like ooh, make it seem like you're there and i don't understand the i i think they added a bunch of reference and a bunch of other characters from a bunch of other different franchises to be part of the audience there but not to actually and we'll see i don't know if it's gonna make an effect on the storyline but you can clearly see that LeBron's not going to get King Kong on his on his basketball team. He's just going to have King Kong. It, it just yeah, he it just it just seems like okay, they just wanted to make a bunch of references and make their I don't know, knockoff ready player one I, I guess scenes or something with the the crowd and everything and oh yeah, he's in the internet or whatever. Was it cyberspace? So that's that's the whole Isn't space that basically part of the space Wreck-It Ralph. Frankie yeah. Ralph does the internet. I never saw the movies, but yeah, I mean, there's a yeah. point where he just interacts with everything. Yeah, this, yeah, it's basically yeah. Ralph breaks the internet. I've seen that, so it's kind of the same kind of thing. It's instead of Space Jam as in outer space with aliens and stuff, it's cyberspace, which is different. Not as cool. Uh, yeah, it seems we've seen it before. We've seen it in Wreck It Ralph. We've seen it in Tron. We've seen it in. Was it the Emoji Movie? <laughs> if anybody saw that train wreck, yeah, yeah, we've seen this. This seems to be the trend. So this is all like the things that have already been done before, and maybe the saving grace will be the actual Looney Tunes themselves. And see Can how we get they... a Charles Barkley cameo though for all the trash talk he makes. I feel you need some classic. They need, players. yeah, they need like an NBA on TNT segment there. They need yeah, to have one of those. Like, give me something. Yes. Paul Pierce ain't doing anything. <laughs> have have him, I, an Instagram live. Paul Pierce, like a bunch of like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what licensed characters would be stripping next to him. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's the Space Jam trailer. That's what I have here. 
And you know what? I, I'm not going to do the rest of these small segments, guys. We, we are running super long, and I know Charles has his cage ready to go. The, it, I before... actually need to head out. I'm starting to get hungry. But okay. Guys, it was a pleasure doing this. It's been an awesome ride so far. 100 episodes, and here's to 100 more. Doug, thank you for coming back. You know, it was a blast having you again. It was just like old times again. And hopefully you can make time again to join us on our our little show because we miss you, man. We miss you. No, absolutely. I miss you guys too. And like you said, it's it's uh, it feels like old times. So, you know, whenever you guys will have me on, I'd you know love mm. to join whenever you need a... Uh, uh an extra guest call me in yeah let's yeah let's get you for that fast food draft or that <laughs> I, i'm i'm excited for this guys when charles was pitching it i'm like yeah <laughs> let's do this because that was the only thing that kept us sane in that second half of of the nfl draft yeah just talk about cereal and i'm already thinking about man the draft board okay like if i had to choose a fast food item from any of the fast food restaurants out there what would be our number one draft pick you know and what if somebody else picked them, you know? Oh, man, well, what's what's my next choice, you know? So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of planning. Andrew, see uh, for, for that fast food uh, attorney, see if you can get Chad Johnson on, on the show as a guest <laughs> because he has his whole bit on his podcast where it's uh, Ocho versus Science. And, uh, yeah, he just preaches McDonald's every single day, so... It'll be interesting. Hmm. I think we already know what will be his number one seed, but that will be uh, pretty interesting to see right there. Hmm. Okay. Well, Andrew, I'm glad you, you've been the one that's that's been here the most with me throughout all of this. So I'm glad you're, you, you've, you've stuck with this. You've stuck with this, and now you've got your, your, your baby in the sports bar, the, the spinoff right there. All right, man? Is he gone? Did he not hear my wonderful thing? That was so touching. Well, this is the oh. shameless plug. For anybody who missed Francisco's loving adoration of Andrew and thankfulness oh. of Doug and Andrew's all, all stuff like that, listen to our podcast that will be edited completely. He, compl- long he did episode. the Irish goodbye on here. Come on. He pulled a Batman on him. Oh my. Yeah, he's just gone. I'm like, what? Oh, God, gosh, man. This is what Commissioner Gordon feels like. Oh man, hunger when it gets you. That's <sighs> why you gotta eat before you have the long shows, boys. Yeah, yeah. That that's why I was like prepped for this. I'm like, yeah, I better stuff now before this happens. Oh, okay. Well, he'll listen back to it with the podcast. We're found everywhere, guys. Don't worry about that. So, well, Charles, I think we've we've been long enough. We are at the two and a half hour mark, and I feel like this is gonna get us to three. So, uh it might so <laughs> let, let's just take it as it yeah, is yeah let me let me, let me get the special... graphic let me get that graphic going hold on a second yeah there so there i'll give a backstory to the backstory for doug's purposes for anybody out there listening to the anniversary stuff um 100 episodes not 100 times we've gone to the cage because you cannot overuse a gimmick in a match why because it gets stale for every every excellent TLC match that you have, then you create the TLC pay-per-view. Same concept of Money in the Bank at same times with the Elimination Chamber. Every time you do the same thing, give it its own pay-per-view, it loses its scene. But damn it, boys, 
You know what it's about. Welcome, everybody, to your weekly Truplex, The Cage with Charles. What do we know? Wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It is a song. It is dance. It is poetry in motion. Despite the fact that Billy Graham would fight me in the face and punch me and probably bite my ear to disagree on that. It's about men and women chasing championships, establishing their legacy. It's about men and women wanting to beat the holy hell out of each other. And it's about men and women just trying to do what they can to stay relevant in the very small-minded worlds of wrestling. And I told you guys, this is big. This is big right here. This is super big. And I, I have, whew, I, I got four pay-per-views. Two days worth of each pay-per-view, essentially, for NXT Stand Deliver and WrestleMania 35 to go with, ladies and gentlemen. That's a lot of wrestling. It's not even WrestleMania 35. It is WrestleMania 37. You know, I'm just predicting what my age is going to be by the time I'm done with this. But before I go into the dirty details of it, you're going to get a little special bonus. You're going to get a little special bonus about wrestling got to give you a quick update about what happened in New Japan Professional Wrestling because I would be remiss and not take this opportunity that there was a pay-per-view match on Sakura Genesis where a couple titles were defended. Desperado and Karani versus Rapungai 3K, Yo and Sho, Junior uh, Tag Team Championships Online. Rapungai 3K, they've been champions in the past. They're champions now. Get that out of the way. So we introduced the uh, Bellflower Cat title belt that was held by Kota Ibushi. We all had our points on it. It is the Septicon logo. Let's everybody know that Kota is not a god. He's a transformer. Well, he defended it against Will Ospreay because now it is the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Boy, you would think that if you want to make a unified title, you would give it all the credibility in the world and have that title be defended multiple times by a successful champion before it is lost. Well, boy, you are wrong. Holy crap. I was not calling it, Francisco. And Doug. I was not calling it all that. Well, Osprey, and look at that. He has a punchable face. He has a very punchable face. It's the face of what you want as a heel. And I think I made reference of it in last week's show that if you're going to give it to him, it's all going to leave to Okada. But I think the time was now for Kota to lose it because there's been some mismatch booking that's going on since they did the double belts. Naito had it. Naito defends against Kenta. Naito loses to Evil. Evil has it. Evil defends against Hirokumu Takahashi. Loses it to Naito back. Naito gets it. Naito defends it. Naito loses it to Coda. Now we have this. Coda only defended twice. How do I believe? Maybe twice. Once again, El Desperado. And then now this Sonata. No, he defended against Sonata, I believe, because he was going for the double titles. That was it. So he gets, okay, two successful titles. Coda won the championship in January. It has only been three months. For all the claims and the criticisms that you have about this title, wouldn't you want to keep it on the guy at least a little bit longer? Maybe till May? Because it's not like uh, WWE who has those main pay-per-views throughout the years 12, basically. Or AEW has about six. And I get putting on Osprey because he now has the Empire. Him, Jeff Cobb, um, Great O'Connor, and the new guy they have, Aaron Henry, or however they say his name. Um, that'll build something. Maybe you get a good stable, but it doesn't work. I feel because now I got Osprey. But here's the other problem: with bad booking. Now, to educate a good booking is how you set the stage and you plan the attack and do the storyline. Bad booking is Kazuka Kata comes out, 
Like, hey man, what's up? I want the style shot. Because Will's like, we have unfinished business. We met at Wrestle Kingdom. You beat me. So I know they used to be stable mates. They used to be partners in the same faction. So it kind of matters because they had a good match at Wrestle Kingdom. Okada won because Okada is really the true god, not Koda. But now you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to challenge you. And then Shingo Takagi, who has been who? Francisco? My guy that I've been pushing since like late 2020 on to now, the last of the dragon here. Um, basically, big villain final boss vibes. Comes out and says, hey, I beat Okada in the first round of the New Japan Cup. I should get a title shot. But I don't like this idea that we're going to have a title contender and then whoever wins goes against Okada because you know it's going to be Will. You can't have Will just drop into Shingo. Transitional champions doesn't work in New Japan like that. So I don't know what is going on. It's like they're doing WWE stuff. Now bring in a WWE. We're not going to talk about AEW. Guys, it's WrestleMania week. Holy crap. I have to watch pay-per-views tomorrow. I have to watch pay-per-views Thursday. I got to watch pay-per-views Saturday. I got to watch pay-per-views Sunday. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put WrestleMania all in one day. I think I'm going to bite the bullet. I think I'm going to enjoy my Saturday, play Far Cry, do whatever. I think I'm going to start my WrestleMania uh, viewing at 3 in the afternoon or 1 in the afternoon because now it's on Peacock. So if you don't have the network now, you didn't go on that sweet deal that I told you about. Four months for two fifty a month for ten dollars, you're full. That's on you. That's on you. I can't save you anymore. But it's gonna be on Peacock tomorrow. Is NXT stand and deliver? Um, let's talk about this card because they're doing this so two nights. They don't need to. But the thing is, NXT night one on Wednesday is gonna be both on USA and on Peacock. So they're doing this for the ratings. So the matches are probably gonna be lesser rated, to be honest with you. Because why? You're gonna have ad breaks. But I'm gonna give you the rundown. I'm gonna give you predictions. I'm trying my best. So the first night, this could be a gauntlet match. Whoever wins that gauntlet match, gauntlet match comes in first, second, third, last man standing, basically. Goes against Johnny Gargano for his North American Championship. It's Leon Ruff entering, then Isaiah Sorescott, then Bronson Reed, then Cameron Grimes, then Dexter Loomis, and then L.A. Knight. Is that not the dumbest wrestling name? L.A. Knight. You could have just kept it Eli Drake, but <laughs> Triple H wants to change some stuff. Okay. Men, you know, you have a couple feuds mixed in there. Leon Ruff and Swerve Scott been going at it. Bronson Reed and LA Knight's been going at it. Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis had a strap match a couple takeovers ago. Charles, who do you think? Well, the right guy is probably going to be Dexter Loomis because him and Johnny were already kind of feuding. He, you know, stole Austin Theory, basically kidnapped him, which is one of Johnny's goons. But this is the problem is like, I, I know you had to sell something, but if you give the logical winner, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to have a great pay-per-view match because that's all I want. I really want Roddy Strong to be there. I want to see Roddy versus Johnny for North American Championship. I, Roddy could have lost, but at least give me a good match because she does not even hit boys. Talk about that, boys. Uh, but prediction wise, it's probably going to be Loomis. I think it should really be Bronson Reed because Bronson's already kind of tethering in there. And Bronson Reed's also like 300 pounds. So it gives a different kind of body type and build. Not that Dexter Loomis doesn't deserve it, but his character is basically a serial good guy, like psycho killer good guy. It's very weird. He's basically like Dexter, ooh, with a little bit of Dr. Loomis from Halloween. See what WWE did there? They're so original. But that's going to be the night two match. I can't even get that prediction, but I would say Dexter wins and he'll probably be Johnny. Then we go to the NXT Tag Team Championships. What had happened? Because WWE or Triple H made a makeshift tag match between Finn Balor and um, Karrion Cross to go against the former champions, Orny Loken and then um, Birch, Danny Birch. Danny hurt his shoulder. It got separated. So they vacated the championship, which made no sense because Pete Dunne was already in there, so he could have free bird, whatever. 
Triple Threat, NXT Championship, MSK, Grizzle Young Veterans, Legado del Fantasma. What you need to know about this, MSK and Grizzle Young Veterans had gone against each other at the Dusty Cup Classic. Remember what was the stipulation, Francisco? Whoever won that got the title shot. Did it go to MSK? Yes. Did they get that title shot? Obviously not. They didn't get it immediately. They did a kayfabe injury. Now I was hurt. Who do I want to win? Legado del Fantasma. Why? Because they got the pure lucha libre drip, man. I rolled my arm perfectly. Of course, the only time I can do it, <laughs> the only time my inner Hispanicness comes out, where my ancestors are like, hey, man, we got you. You're, 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 you're Carlos now. You're not Charles, is when I'm talking about that Lucha Libre. I've been watching some AAA stuff. It's weird, um, the uh, Lucha Libre down in Mexico. But give it to them. Let them win it because you also have the Cruiserweight champion. Um doing what he can with Santos Escobar. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Then we're going to NXT United King Championship, Walter versus Tommaso. I mean, if, if this was an OnlyFans, there might be a member popped out right now. I'm excited for this match. You have Walter, who's this big um, Austrian brute of a man. He, unfortunately, he just kind of looks like a big, beefy boy on the main roster, but he can wrestle. He is good. And there is sound in my background. There we go. Let me just shut off ESPN. Um, and he is just such a technically good wrestler. He had an excellent match with Pete Dunne. He's had an excellent match with, ooh, who's the part of Mustache Man? Big Strong Boy was his name because he hasn't done anything. It's going to bother me. He was the first UK champion. Um, regardless, well, we'll talk about that in a moment. Tyler Bate. But so Tommaso Ciampa, Mr. NXT, essentially, besides Johnny Gargano, I think it's just going to be a good beat them up match. There's also the whole concept of Timothy Thatcher when he comes back, because I think he might have had the virus. They haven't testified to it or spoken about it. They kept it very silent. Um, but he used to roll with Imperium back in the day when they were in the Indies. So I'm very interested in what happens. Obviously, Walter retains it. He's had that title forever. The title really doesn't mean anything to me anymore because there's no real challengers in the NXT UK. But I just want a good match. If Ciampa wins, I'd be super surprised. Main event from that first night, Yoshirai, Raquel Gonzalez, it's time. Io is going to lose. It's going to be Raquel. Raquel Pinder at the War Games. Raquel's been on streak. They were the first crown NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Lost it 45 minutes later because of stupid booking. But Io has to lose because if it's not Raquel, who is it? Could you have a weird ending or could you have a clean ending and have it revisit? Yes, you're always allowed that in wrestling. I don't understand why some people have to say that the feud cannot continue if you have the babyface win clean. You can have the babyface actually do heel tactics and win. You can have the babyface just win and then the heel loses their crap and then you get into further stipulated matches. But it's time. It's time. She's had the title since June in the In Your House when she thankfully took that title away from Charlotte. We're going to see what happens there. Night two predictions. This is going to be on Peacock. This is going to be on Thursday. I told you guys it's a lot. I'm trying my best, but I have a sweet little gift for you guys <laughs> at the very end of this whole rundown for you. Lead us to the three-hour mark. Night two, ladder match. Santos Escobar, Jordan Devlin. They're, the story behind this, Cruiserweight Championships. Jordan Devlin was the rightful NXT Cruiserweight Champion. What happened? The virus. What was the problem? He's overseas. What happened? Shut that down, right? Couldn't come over. Couldn't even do production over there. What did NXT in America do? They created an interim title. What happened? Santos Escobar happened because he was El Gio de Fantasma. That's right. The Spanish came out again. It's special today. And then he revealed himself to be Santos Escobar. And then that's what you got, that Lucha Libre drip with him. And like other Fantasma, Joaquin Wilde and... Raul, I forgot his last name, but they're going to do a ladder match. What is this? An homage to one of those great WrestleMania matches. Hint, hint of what I'm going to talk about later. 
where it was a ladder match of Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels unifying the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, that's another hint for anybody who's seen my little weird stuff that I'll send out on uh, YouTube. I know I sent it to you, Francisco. Who do I think win? If you give it to Jordan Devlin, who literally looks like he has a hard time reading out loud compared to this man who oods something big in a cruiserweight. Because what's a cruiserweight? 205 and under. What has Vince always done bad at? making you care about cruiserweights what has vince mcmahon done nothing to that what has triple h done for that made me care because what was santos escobar doing before he was defending his title he was fighting carrying cross that big mofo who scares the holy crap out of me and i loved it so i'll be very sad triple h if jordan devlin wins jordan devlin doesn't need that he can go win the uk championship i don't care about that Women's Tag Team Championship, Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon versus The Way, consisting of Indy Hartwell and um, yeah, Johnny Gargano's wife. The name's leaving me now because I'm, I'm like so excited and my soul's at Candice LeRae. Um, I don't care. The match should be fine, but they've wrestled before, and this is the problem. When you get a lot of rinse and repeat, you get rinse and repeat, right? The, the grease don't stay on the knuckles if you properly wash it with Don, kids. That's the situation there. I expect it to just be a filler match, but it's on night two. No previews. <laughs> okay. I actually like that. I'm going to steal that for any reference in life. Oh, my God. I've never heard that before. Uh, that's because no one's up with me, so mm. you're welcome. Dawn is good. It helps clean duckies. Buy stuff. Don't pollute the rivers. Don't pollute the oceans. Ducks are cool, man. They're cute. And then the next night, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, assuming that's who I am, but it could be really anybody. Imagine the night. So this is where it's going to be like, I'm just going to be sitting there. Kicking, I'm going to get like some Merlot enjoy it you know maybe some cognac because it's gonna be fancy for a fancy guy like me adam cole versus kyle riley we're getting an unsanctioned unsanctioned match unsanctioned match what does that mean anything goes buddy uh if i could just if you could see me right now like there, there's some rubbing on the nipple going on here because this match has been in play i remember when i was like oh my god francisco valentine's day you know there was the betrayal this is going to be the culmination uh... of it Totally expect Kyle Riley to win. Totally expect this to be Adam Cole's last go around on NXT till he's called on the main roster. So Kyle and Roddy and Bobby Fish, if he ever comes back from being injured, can make their way to doing their NXT singles and then eventually getting called up too. The storyline has been good. Adam Cole's been selling as a real bastard. Kyle Riley's been selling as a great underdog. He kind of looks like he's a Clash fan from the 1980s, but I'm not going to hate on it because Kyle's always been that gifted. I thought he was the most gifted one on a spear, but Adam had the vocal skills, the ability to talk to the mic, because he's great at that too. Adam is technically sound. Kyle is just a little bit better. I love both of them. Adam Cole, please reach out to me. We love you. Kyle Riley, please reach out to me. We love you. Um, that match is going to be good. And then the main event of that match. Oh, I need some water. NXT Championship, Finn Balor, Karrion Cross. We know where this is going. What's the background stories that you guys need to know about this? NXT Championship, Finn Balor, Prodigal Son. Was in NXT four years ago. Went on the main roster. Got called back down. Turned heel. Had a great match with Johnny Gargano, Matt Riddle. All these fun things. Damian Priest had a great match. What happens? Karrion Cross beat Keith Lee. Kind of a big thing. Um, wins the NXT Championship. Separated shoulder. Out four weeks. Couldn't defend the title. Title vacated. Who wins it? Finn Balor. We did the live stream. Fatal four-way. Iron Man match. Uh, we got blue balled. Uh, we had to mm-hmm. watch it the next week. I remember what's the funny thing to me two things both these guys had to vacate titles because of their shoulder injuries when finn balor won the universal championship he was the first you know the inaugural i use a fancy word inaugural universal champion had to vacate it unless tony farrow's karen cross beats keith lee no one really beat keith lee in a while he was a double champ basically had to vacate the title 
now Karen's coming back for it once. And here's the thing. There's a small part of me. There's a big height differential. It's like 5'11 to like 6'5. Big weight differential. There's part of me that thinks Finn could probably pull it off. But we all know it's got to be Karen. Finn's got to go back to the main roster. He's got to do great things. He's got to go feud with Drew McIntyre or Bobby Lashley on Raw for the main title. Or feud with Roman Reigns for that Universal Championship. And I'm not going to take anything less than that. We're not putting him in mid-card anymore, Vince. We're done with this. There's no more demon. It's just straight up the prince who's going to kick your butt. Karen Cross. Everybody likes a technically sound wrestler. Some people don't like Karen because they, they don't they say he's vanilla. I don't think he's vanilla. They don't like the build. Big guy slams people around, chokes him out. Look at the man. Do you think he's going to be doing moonsaults and uh, 450 splashes and shooting star presses? No. Your wrestling style is completely opponent or correlated and connected to your build he's supposed to kill you he was killer cross on tna and the indies what do you think this comes from it's not flippy cross it's killer cross man killer croc and batman wasn't doing ballet he was killing people probably because he's a crocodile get it together if i booked it if i booked it i would book it honestly and this might piss off a lot of people what better way to say the guy who's held the title since October? Mind you, Finn got hurt and couldn't defend it, but age changed. He's like, I'm not doing that this time. I'm not going to vacate it again. What better way to send a message that Karrion Cross is really the animal you need to be afraid of if he squashes Finn Balor in 10 minutes or less? I would love that. People wouldn't. I don't care about people. I care about me. So that's NXT night one. Whew, boy, it's crazy, right? Now we're going to WrestleMania and Raymond James, where they have fans. Right now they're doing the Hall of Fame induction for 2020 and 2021. Don't care about that. Yep, it's, was, it's all. It's on our uh, on our Twitter page since, uh, you know, we yeah. follow the wrestling promos. And it's like, yeah, WWE Live is with the Hall of Fame induction. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all, it's all you know, it's all pats on the back anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it all comes in. There's some there's some stuff that I like that some stuff I don't like, but there's some people who are never going to really get into the Hall of Fame. Oh, my heart. Um, Chris Benoit, a lot of controversy there that probably should be in there. And it's just all political. It's also festivities. And it does mean something to the wrestlers. As a fan, it doesn't because I don't need him to be in the Hall of Fame for validation. It's not like NFL stuff, right, where you have players who will have a ring but not 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 get into the Hall of Fame or vice versa in the Hall of Fame, but they don't have a ring. It, it, wrestling, uh, you Winners are kind of picked on those. Just saying. And then there's guys who I love that are in the Hall of Fame and guys who I don't love that are in the Hall of Fame. It's okay. WrestleMania night one. I don't think the card's fully set up who's going to do the main events, but I'm going to kind of just go for the big ones. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking hate this. Bobby Lashley has been beautiful. Doug, so you understand if you're still there. Drew McIntyre has held that championship two times within a calendar year. He had won at Mania against Brock Lesnar. He lost to Randy Orton at Hell in a Cell. Gets it back so they could just give Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, to which he had lost. So it doesn't mean anything at that point, right? And then he gets it back, and he had to defend against Goldberg at Royal Rumble. Had a great Elimination Chamber match. His match with Fastlane was great, but then he got cashed in on. Bobby Lashley comes in. Bobby Lashley was a monster. Francisco, here's a fun stat for you. Bobby Lashley had not been pinned since he won the United States Championship. And when he did lose the title, he was not the person who was pinned. It was John Morrison. So you build this champion. And then what happened? They broke up the Hurt business. They broke up his squad. And that made me scared, unless they were getting in new people. But I swear to Christ, if Drew McIntyre wins it again for a third time in a full calendar year, I can't cancel my subscription because, damn it, I got a good deal on it. But I'll be very upset. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm going to write a know, strongly like, worded tweet. 
well, you know the Stephen A. tweet where he's like, today mm. is one of the worst days I've had in a long time. <laughs> that would be me because I'm just sick of Drew, man. And it's not Drew's fault. He's not booking. Me and my buddy, my buddy Tony have talked about it. I know it's not his fault, but damn it, would it kill you just to tell Vince, nah? Because the whole thing is maybe people are like, oh, he's the best or he deserves to have a live crowd. Drew's like 33, 34. He's got at least five years to do this if Vince books it. So book it. Bobby Lashley's been waiting for years, and his only successful title defense was on Raw against Miz. His only title win was on Raw against Miz. Why are we going to piss on this? Why? Because you know what that tastes like? Because I mentioned The Shield earlier, so I'm going to make one of my favorite quotes from Tom Cavanaugh, played by Forrest Whitaker, who did not get nominated for an Emmy. It tastes like piss. He's pissing on you. Vince, don't do that to me. You're R. Kelly. Get away from me with that, please. Ooh, that was inflammatory. So that's that. Main event that might happen would be Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble. I don't care about this feud. I don't care about this feud at all. I think the problem I had with this feud is I don't think Bianca's a little bit ready. And I, I've known her from the NXT. I've seen her live. And I think Bianca might not be ready because I have an awfully strong feeling. The way that they're booking it, they're going to book it with some BS that happened because maybe Vince does not pay for it. If she wins, that's great. I'm also not against Sasha losing it or retaining it. But there's no real clear face here. There's no real clear heel. They're both kind of like women who respect each other. But Vince does this thing where two people who are supposed to be going against each other in predetermined matches in several months to follow are going to be grouped together as a tag team cha- uh, tag team matches and be tag team contenders. It doesn't work for Charles. So would I like Sasha to retain? Yes. So it allows a Bianca Belair heel turn because her whole thing is she's the ESC. So she's the fastest, the greatest, the smartest, um, the toughest. That's heel mentality. Sasha Banks is the boss. Mm, kind of heel mentality. Maybe you can make it where a face, but you got to build new stars. I'm glad at least we're getting that. Um, there's rumors about people wanting that to main event. They might want Drew and um, Bobby to main event. This one, it can go out of the way. Not too crazy about it. Get it out of the way now. Wrestling, WWE stands for World Wrestling Entertainment. Sometimes there's some wrestling. On NXT, you get more of the wrestling. On the main roster, you get a lot of the entertainment aspect. Bad Bunny, Damian Priest versus The Miz and Morrison. Basically, Miz Morrison don't like Bad Bunny. He's grown on me. Booker T is stuck in my head. I don't know what Chamba means. Maybe I'll figure out one day what Chamba, whatever it is. You see, my Spanish ancestors left me because (laughs) Bad Bunny doesn't have the lucha libre drip that Santos Escobar and Legado de Fantasma has. Um, But Lately, I guess they just kind of like uh, vandalized his $3.6 million Bugatti. Um, I don't care about that match. Good for Damian Priest. Love you. You're great. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I went, oh, that's going to be good. You give me 20 minutes of that. They have history. They've wrestled against each other with LeBar and the Shield and all that stuff. But Seth Rollins has the best suits. Can I get his Taylor game? Because I went to court today in all Navy. Looking like, you know, beautiful. Loved it. Luscious blue, right? Royal blue, navy blue. Seth comes in last Friday. Bring this man's suit if you can, Francisco, up. If this thing that looks like Easter egg pebbles, and only he and he alone was able to pull this off. I don't think Cesaro wins. I'm making that bold prediction because the whole thing about Cesaro is he'll never have his moment. He's not number one guy. He's not whatever. And the fans love my life story. He's a talent. We know it. But I know Vince, man. Vince always has to kind of break heart. Not everything can be feel good. Last year was feel, or two years ago, Kofi Mini was feel good. I don't think this stuff's going to be feel good. But would I like Cesaro to win? Yes. But if it leads to him going against Roman at a throwaway universal title match, either, look at that suit. My God. It's like Purple Haze by <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, which is drawn. Uh, well, then. 
that that's a new kind of drip. Mm-hmm. That's drip Rollins. Indeed. Right I, I aspire to it. Even the shoe game's good. Even the shoe game's good. I, I can't contest into it. I can't even wear a maroon shoe, uh, shirt. This guy ends up doing that. It's fantastic. Um, it's, I think Seth wins. And I think it messes with everybody. You want the feel-good story, but what matters about being a good deal, heel? Having the heat. And what better way to get heat is to just destroy the fans' dreams. They'll be there for live, and then they're going to boo Seth to hell when Cesaro loses. I think it's good booking. Cesaro wants to win, but the better guy's got to win. Um, Raw Tag Team Championship. New Day versus AJ Styles versus Almost doesn't go either way. I like the fact that the New Day's on there, and at least AJ has it. Almost is this big old man who's like seven foot and hasn't wrestled yet. It's very much like Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Keep this short. Mm, I'm actually going to call AJ winning, and it'll be kind of like a farce, AJ and Almost, because New Day is just kind of there to transition. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. I hate this match. I hate everything about it. I hate the fact that I have to have a McMahon in my mania. I'm never a big fan of having a McMahon in my mania. Um, really, this is all we can get for Strowman. They have history that could have gone on. And the whole thing has been about, oh, you know, he basically, you're stupid, Braun. And you should know that you're stupid. Haha, <laughs> and I hate stupid people. That's literally kind of like what it comes to. The only thing that came out of it is like they're putting a choo-choo on Strowman's like whole thing. Like, choo-choo, because he's the Strowman Express. Oh, uh, here again, destroyed. Um but I'm not crazy about it, man. So I don't really care. Braun's going to win because what anything that... There? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A- anything but that would kill his credibility as a um, as a wrestler. To lose to Shane McMahon's a sin. Now we go to night two. This is... Because remember, night one's also not that big of a car. So that's why I'm like, screw it. I'll just watch it during Sunday. It'll just do work. Night two, we're going to save the best for last. But um, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. There's no real story. Rhea just got called up. She was in the Rumble. She was number two, the second last person eliminated, or she was technically the last person eliminated. She was not the last person to win. Um, it was just Bianca. But it's going to be her versus Asuka. Mm, it can go either way. I really would like Asuka winning it, but it's probably going to be Rhea because she's shiny and new. She was on last year's WrestleMania. She tapped out to Charlotte. Okay. Fiend, Wy- uh, Fiend versus Bray. I uh, can't speak. Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. We're finally getting the conclusion, but We're getting the conclusion of the stuff that's been happening since, you know, TLC in December when the Fiend was lit on fire. Fiend's back. Randy's around. I don't know if they're going to do this as a normal match or a cinematic match. Um, cinematic match being there's all those bells and whistles. Think last year's Boneyard match, which was fantastic. Hint, hint. Um, if you did a regular match, this is how I would book it. Randy tries like the RKO the Fiend immediately. Fiend kicks out at one. Not even a kick out. Randy tries again. Kick out. Again, kick out. Like five RKOs. Can't even get a one count. Mandible Claw. Sister Abigail. Done. Kill it. Five-minute squash match because The Fiend is a demonic soul that is here for utter bend destruction, and it just came back from literally dying. It should not be 15 minutes. It should not be 20 minutes. It shouldn't even be cinematic, in my opinion. Have him murder Randy within five minutes. And I think that sets the tone to take The Fiend. Credible? I think that puts time for Randy to take off, come back by SummerSlam, go from there. Intercontinental Championship, Big E versus Apollo Crews. I hate this match. I'm going to tell you why I hate this match. The Fastlane match was botched, but Apollo has challenged Big E like three times. And he's lost clean three times. So why are we having this again? Just so we can get the title off of E to put on Cruz to possibly put E in the Universal Championship way? There's a simpler way of doing this. Multi-man match. Whoever is pinned wouldn't be Biggie. You could just have it be Apollo. And then Apollo and Biggie can have one more match where he's like, you didn't really pin me. And then he can beat biggie by any nefarious means that's out there another big word and then he can go for us roman instead i have to get this again and their match of wasn't even good 
It was bad. I mean, I like that Biggie was coming up, but it was just this last minute. Okay, and I know it was a botch allegedly, but I'm just not invested anymore because to be a credible challenger, you have to actually get credible wins. And every opportunity that you have is a loss. It's the equivalent of being the Dodgers going against Houston and going to the World Series against Boston and always being there, but not winning. This time there's no cheating involved. There was cheating involved. But um, especially if you, Boston, how dare you? <laughs> not crazy about that match kevin owens versus sammy saying give this into my veins sammy is like insane with this whole conspiracy theory stuff they brought in logan paul i don't know if about him but i know i'm supposed to hate him so i just hate him i love me some kevin owens they need to do something these guys have been their friends for like 20 years since they were kids they wrestle around they had good feuds at nxt they have excellent matches watch their payback match i wish i'd give you a hint on that but it's just so good watch them WWE network or on peacock if we have international listeners do i expect kevin owens one yes do I think Sammy should win? Absolutely, because the gifts of him dancing on Twitter has been fantastic. Because he saw Logan Paul, he was just doing this weird dance, and I absolutely love him. He's a he's a precious gift. Riddle versus Sheamus, United States Championship. I think Riddle wins, but it could be Sheamus too. But if you give it to Sheamus, it doesn't mean anything. And then from the main event, we talked about betting last week. If this was what DraftKings was going to do, this is where we can get to. I do not know. Who wins this, Francisco? Maybe Doug. Doug might laugh, but we love you, Doug. You're mm. great, Paul. Doug, thank you for your round. It would oh, be. Still here. Oh, he's still here. Oh, my God. Okay. Hi. Oh, I'm so nervous. Uh, Roman Reigns, <laughs> Edge, Daniel Bryan, triple threat match. You know what that means? It's all legal. Roman doesn't have to get pinned. He doesn't have to submit. Edge has become the ultimate opportunist again. He's the radar superstar. He's the tweener. Daniel Bryan's the real bad guy to me because Edge had to earn that all. And Bryan's like, they want a match. So you're just going to like boast your chest in here? All right, calm down here, Zach Morris, with your white Anglo-Saxon preppiness coming in there demanding, wait till you hear from my father, Draco Malfoy. We don't want none of that. That's right, put two pop culture references on you. I'm looking forward to this match. I think they needed the triple threat because Edge probably wasn't ready. I've talked to you about that since the Rumble. I'm perfectly fine with it being Daniel Bryan because he's excellent. He should always be on my mania. I don't know who wins. It really should be Roman. I'll put down the money that it will be Roman because I think we can push Edge and Daniel to be other own feuding together without that title involved. And you might say, well, Charles, what are we going to do with like um, Roman for backlash or for money to make? Well, that's where the Cesaro win comes in. If you do put it in, you put in Cesaro and Roman, you have a one-off because some pay-per-views don't need five-month feuds to build into. We just build it all organically, but I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be a good story outside the ring that they bring in. I think it's going to be a good story in the ring. We're going to see Edge really kind of contain himself, build into it, snap a little bit. We see Daniel Bryan maybe doing some nefarious stuff himself. Everything's legal. Jay Uso's can come in. I think Jimmy Uso is also coming back too. That's right. There's a twin. There's another Uso. That's the bloodline. Head of the table has always kind of extra seats around the table. Brings in back the other Uso. Maybe he interferes, takes care of both of them, whatever. It's going to fit. It's going to work. I'll have fun with it. And that's almost what I have for you guys in case of WrestleMania. But I'm going to give you five WrestleMania matches that are my favorites that I've watched because typically what I do month in and month out is I always, especially during WrestleMania season, and it's of no order of importance, but I figure this is a thing. If I had to get you guys into like watching Mania and stuff on Peacock or if you're international on the network or you just want to go on YouTube and see some stuff there, matches I have watched that I have enjoyed personally coming into it. Um, and this was kind of hard to go because I had to kind of eliminate two people the same match but then i want to so i'm going to combine it so it's really gonna be six month combined one first and foremost a lot of it's gonna have Shawn michaels but you got to watch Shawn michaels versus kurt angle that stuff at wrestlemania was just mm, chef's kiss coming into it mm. kurt was just a straight up wrestling machine 
I'm trying to get what exactly WrestleMania command took because of course I don't write these things down. He was a wrestling machine. He was fantastic. Um, he's retired now. Sean kind of had that late career resurgence. I won't spoil any predictions or who won and everything like that, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great match. Kurt was probably the best Matt wrestler aside from Benoit and Brett, I would say. Definitely something in there. And I will tell you this, um, none of my picks are going to have The Rock. So that's a big surprise for you guys there. Because um, everybody's like, oh, Charles, you should have The Rock. I'm like, no, F you. I won't do what you tell me. But we got Sean and we got him. The other match, I would say, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10, brother versus brother. Bret did double duty that night. Bret had won or he won an opportunity to go against, I believe, Yokozuna that night for the championship. Owen, the jealous brother, this was the change of the King of Blackhearts. Two brothers going at it. The storyline was natural. They would have a superior match later on in the months, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I always liked Owen a little bit more than Brett, but I respect Brett too. Brett's fantastic. We admit it. He's the excellence of execution. Best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Macho Man, Randy Savage, WrestleMania 3, as a number three listing towards it. Intercontinental Championship, fantastic. Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat was always underrated. I love me some Macho Man. You know, it's one of the best. It's where the cream of the crop promo comes from. The cream of the crop. No one does it better. Um, this one's tough, but I'm going to put it into it because of how I'm going to consolidate. No, 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 it's not the same thing. Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. It's where the infamous double turn kind of came in. It's really what kind of listed Austin 316 um, to really kind of hit into everything that you want it to be. And it kind of showed that Bret can really hang with the best of them because, um, God, he really could. And that was my four, right? So here comes my double five. And it was tough because I was thinking about putting honorable mentions, the first TLC match, the Hardy Boys, Deadly Boys, um, Edge and Christian. I was thinking, oh, I, I, I got I to go against myself. I'll give you like, the, I got to do it. Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan. That that match was just so great. That was Kofi mania. I almost had tears in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Kofi winning. I, I, I can't give an honorable mention if I had to take one out to put one in. Um Ah, screw it. You take a six. I'm not a list guy anyway. I do what I want. F you, I'll do, do what you tell me. Um, it, it's just so good. But to kind of group it, the one that I always tell people to watch, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. My goodness, man. I always enjoy it. And they have two of them. They have Shawn Michaels Undertaker at WrestleMania 25, Shawn Michaels Undertaker at WrestleMania 26, uh, career versus streak match. The first one was basically like, Shawn didn't want any more title shots. Taker needed credible people. And it really was a four-year saga. Sean and Taker, Sean and Taker 2, Sean and H, or I'm sorry, Taker and H, Taker and H in a hell in a cell with Sean as a special referee. And you were really thinking that the streak was going to be broken. It was the end of the Attitude Era coming to close. Um, Taker almost broke his damn neck on a botch, and he still finished the match in the first one. It led to so much great emotions. I still remember, I believe it was the first match where Sean goes for a moonsault on Taker. Taker catches his midder and just sets him up for a tombstone. Poof. And you're like, what the hell did I just see? And then um, Sean tries to do the tombstone on Taker in um, the second match. Taker reverses it. I think, you know, Sean, because Sean had retired Ric Flair a couple years. That was an honorable mention too. Sean had retired Ric Flair a couple years ago and Rick's like, come on, you got to do it. And then Sean gave Taker the same kind of like, you got to kill me kind of thing because I ain't giving up. It's so much emotion. It's so good. It's a connection. Fans, live audiences, everybody love it. Undertaker is synonymous with WrestleMania, so it feels wrong mm. to kind of not have a list with them and have your feelings about him now that he's broken kayfabe. But I have oodles of, of fun memories. A lot of the matches with Sean, 
Boneyard match, man. Even we got Andrew to watch it. Yeah. And he loved that too. So those are just some of my suggestions. If you guys like, okay, if Charles has to give me a five minute YouTube thing, what can I go and watch? Those are my suggestions. Y'all enjoy WrestleMania week. I will enjoy uh, Peacock. Thank you for being with us for our hundred episode. We're going to see how our fast food draft comes to go because I will be in South Carolina for a wedding, but I'm like flying that oh. day. So you'll be hearing me from telephone, but I might have my friend also <laughs> join in because it's easier to kind of go from that. Yeah. The wedding's on Saturday, okay. um, but we're just flying on Thursday. So it'd be yeah. interesting because we'll work out I the logistics. That and everything else. Yeah, we'll work out the logistics, but thank you, Doug, for coming into it. And thank you everybody for listening to my very long rant about wrestling. But I told you guys for weeks that it was going to be big. Mm. That's all I got for you this week on the cage. Okay. All right, folks. I could say more, but I think we've said enough for like we have gone over a three hour mark. This is the longest show we've ever had. I think it was appropriate. So thank you to everyone who has watched or listened to us whether it was on purpose or not. Thank you all. We're going to keep going. Uh, this train is not stopping. It's going places. Uh, we may not know where it's going, but it's going somewhere. So thank you, and we'll see you all in a few weeks, actually. So we're going to take a break. So enjoy our past episodes. I'll probably make some compilations of our past non-sponsors, like I did last time we had a break. Just to keep us alive, you know, have us in our memories. We don't go away. We're like Sephiroth and Cloud. We don't go away. We'll never be a memory. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>